Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? The first month of 2023 is in the rear view. We had the Royal Rumble this past weekend, uh, our first one in the, the post-Vince era. There were some highs, some lows. Uh, we'll be going deep on all that this week. But before we go any further, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm on the road to WrestleMania, so that's always a good feeling. Yeah, we're pointing in the corner. We don't have a WrestleMania sign up, but Sheena is just pointing in the corner of the room right now. Yeah. <laughs> Marco, what's up up in Boston? Uh, nothing much, man. Just like Sheena said, we're on the road to WrestleMania. and uh, Oh, actually, I should say on the roads to WrestleMania. Oh, God. Wow. Yes. Reach. <laughs> Jordan, what's happening, dude? Not too much, man. Just uh, ready to record another episode and talk some Royal Rumble with everybody. And then we have a very special guest with us here tonight. He was live at the Rumble in San Antonio. We got My Damn Toys. What's going on, man? What's up, man? It's uh, it's great to be back on here. I think the last time I was here is, what, San Diego Comic-Con time? So it's been a minute. Yeah, That's I'm, right. I'm hyped, yeah. man. I'm hyped. It was truly, like, I can't even uh, really put it into words. Just a full, I was down there like two, three days, and just the entire experience was just unbelievable. Like, when I try to step back and think about it, it's just mind-blowing to be there in person, especially so close. So it was amazing. Yeah, we, uh, so, you know, peek behind the the production curtain. We were originally going to do two episodes. Um, we were going to do more of like a, a little interview segment with with Trey, kind of like we did with Dan Turnquist uh, a couple months back. But uh, Jordan was like, you know what? Let's bring him in here, man. The more the merrier. And, and it did work out. I think la- I think the San Diego Comic-Con episode ended up being one of our two or three most listened to from the last year. So if we're stepping on each other a little bit more than usual this week, forgive us. It's always a little bit chaotic with five people uh, kind of in the chat, but it's going to be fun. Uh, Sheena, let the folks know what is new on the farm. Um, you know, same old, same old. It's well, the the farm is legit frozen right now. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but um, you know, Tennessee is under like ice warning right now. Like, it's literally sleeting right now. So, um, not a whole lot. We've been kind of just camping out. I've been garden planting, and uh, we got a hen sitting on some some eggs. So, hopefully, we in a few weeks we have some little chickens running around here. It's not just a hen. I think you're underselling it. It's like the least uh, <laughs> the least motherly hen we have. It's actually the most motherly hen because silkies are some of the most motherly breed. But she, poor thing, if you've ever seen a silky chicken, they're like kind of like fluffy and they look like little cotton balls. They're just like the cutest little chickens you've ever seen in your life. Well, somehow our beautiful little yellow fluff ball got into some dirt or some mud on her hair and she looks like, you know, remember Cynthia from... Um, from Rugrats, yeah, um, Angelica's little doll. That's what she looks like right now. She looks really haggard. And I'm like, this is when she went broody. So these poor little chickens are going to be born and look up and see their mom and be like, oh, this is who this is who we're here with. <laughs> like, so, you know, hopefully we can get her cleaned up uh, before before the chicks get here. And, you know, they'll, they'll be welcomed with a nice little fresh head of hair. Yeah, we're definitely getting a little taste of the uh, the Massachusetts and Nebraska weather down here the last couple of days. Uh, Trey, you're actually a little bit further south than us, man. Are you catching any of this? Uh, yeah, so the entire – so I flew down to Texas, so that wasn't bad. But then I drove back with a couple of buddies of mine that went to the show, and we drove the 11 hours back, and the entire time it was windy and raining the entire – like the entire 11 hours. Uh, so it, uh, I, it was terrible. 
Yeah, I, I drove back Saturday and it was uh, I, I was actually down in Texas as well, man, for, for work. And I drove back Saturday and it rained on me all the way back. It mm-hmm. sucked. Um, want to remind you guys to check out our fellow Pod Foundation members, the Extra Cooler Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. And use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. Uh, Trey, go ahead and uh, plug your stuff real quick, man. We'll get the plugs out of the way and then we'll get into the show. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok all at My Damn Toys. It's just one straight across the board word, no underscores, no spaces, anything like that. And then the YouTube channel is the same thing. But uh, I mean, you could spell it out or you can space it. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it's all, all the same across the board. Cool. All right. Anybody else got anything they need to uh, express feelings on before we get into the rumble? Well, I, I just want to do a real quick disclaimer really quick. Sorry if I sound a little bit like scratchy or nasally or whatever. I know I don't sound like my normal self fighting off a wicked head cold. So I do apologize. I don't typically want to record if I'm like under the weather. But, you know, here we are. It's it's the week of the rumble. So I'm doing my flu game performance here for you guys. So uh, sorry that I sound a little crappy. She's being really, really nice. So before the show, we were talking and... I said, are you sure you're up for this? You know, you don't really sound like your normal self. And she said, it's my damn show. If I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I've been drinking, you know, uh, you know, honey water and, you know, lemon and doing all my like, you know, hippy dippy herbs and all the things all day trying to get this, this thing under control. I actually sound way better than I did this morning. So yeah, this is going to be uh, Sheena's MJ 97 finals game six, the flu game performance <laughs> yeah. of the uh, podcast. So so again, uh, this is kind of like a hybrid show we're doing here. We, were, we Sheena was originally planning on interviewing uh, MDT as a standalone. So we'll kind of just weave our Rumble review into this. Jordan, Marco, feel free to chime in if you guys got any questions or anything to add. Uh, and we'll kind of just uh, go a little free flow on this. So you ready to kick it off, Sheen? Let's go. So I want to talk to Trey real quick and just say, um, what was... What made you come up with this idea to head to the Rumble? Because you posted in our Facebook group and it seemed like kind of a spur of the moment decision. So like, had this been something you were thinking about or did you just kind of be like, like you saw what was going to happen at the Rumble and you had a good feeling about the show and you were just like, I'm going to freaking be there. Like, how did that kind of all come together? So the same buddies that I was talking about earlier about the weather and driving back and all that, they messaged me, I think on either Saturday or Sunday. So a week before. And they said, you know, we're going to be driving down. We're leaving Wednesday, yada, yada, yada. Well, obviously, since I have to keep up, you know, socials and channel and all that different stuff, I couldn't leave when they left because I have to prepare things if I'm going to be leaving. And so I just was like, okay, screw it. I'll just look up tickets at least and just see what's going on. And um, pretty much just kind of just found like a steal of a deal um, that I couldn't pass up. And I was like, I mean, this is the Royal Rumble, first of all. I was super hyped for the show. It was uh, like we could find a good flight for not like a ridiculous price. I mean, honestly, it just kind of came all together. It just kind of worked out that way. And that's why I just wanted to see what what the feel was or what the temp was uh, in the the Facebook group just to see some opinions and see some stories. And so it, yeah. just, it just felt right. And I felt like it was it was good. But I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was uh, I'd do it again, you know, if I if I had the opportunity. Did uh which so did you, you fly out of Birmingham or where do you fly out of? Because you're out of Hoover, right? Uh, I'm from Tuscaloosa, but I flew out okay. of Birmingham. Yeah, I thought about flying out of Atlanta. I probably could have got like a little bit cheaper, but we, um, as far as you know, just scheduling and like amount of time I had, Birmingham yeah. was the best uh, option for me at that time. 
Yeah, for us, it's always been a little bit more methodical for us, man. Because when I got back into wrestling, we were out in Hawaii. You're yeah. not really doing any spur of the moment trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Hawaii, yeah. Both the both the wrestling. And that was even before we had kids. So I can yeah. only imagine with like a family and stuff. Like it, not just like channel and social planning. Like you got to do like family planning, mm-hmm. and you know, dad's going to be away. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into just like you leave in town. Yeah, sure, for Jordan, sure. I know you you go to a lot more big events and concerts than us, man. You got any like spur of the moment uh, stories like that? Um. No, I, I usually plan it out pretty well. I try not to do last second trips, but um, I can appreciate them and I would love to do more of them, but it just never works out for me. I don't know, between work and having a family and all that stuff, it just never works out for me. So, Yeah, me and uh, me and Jordan actually almost made the trip to the Rumble. We had to plan. I don't know if it ever really got past like the... Uh, the like kernel stages of, of, of an idea, but uh, cause I already had to be in Texas. Like I said, I had to go down Friday to Fort worth for something for work. And it was only about a four hour drive to San Antonio. So we were thinking about maybe just, you know, combining that into a trip to go on down to for the rumble. But up until a couple of days before my work event, it was kind of fuzzy on like what time I was going to be done. And I just, I would have been sick in my stomach if I bought tickets to the rumble and just wasn't able to make it down there in time. Yeah. Was this your first in-person rumble experience, Trey? Yes, it was. It was actually my first in-person pay-per-view as well. Like I've been to multiple. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, okay. I've, I've been to Raw's, I've been to SmackDown's, I've been to different shows like that. But yeah, this was my first, like I've always wanted to go, but then like y'all said, either things came up or it wasn't like, you know, something I was super hype on. And if I could, the whole reason I went pretty much is because it was such a steal of a deal. If I didn't get the deal, it would have been, I, I would have watched it from my couch because I've always said, well, if I can't, you know, get a really good experience, I'll just watch it at the house with, you know, my family and everything. Well, I would say you had a pretty damn good experience. Um, you had front row seats right there at the, the corner. corner. Like how, yeah. how did, like when you saw that ticket was open or how did you acquire that ticket? Did you buy it from like somebody it's like private seller? Are we on yeah. StubHub? Like what are we on here? dude? Yeah. How did, how did you come across that ticket? And were you just like, holy crap, dude, like this is legit front row at the rumble. Yeah. So I went on there looking for tickets and I was like, well, the first thing I look for is the floor. If I'm going to go to a show, because I, again, I'd rather just sit at the house, right? If I'm not going to have like some crazy opportunity to you know get really close i was like well i'll just you know i'm i'm gonna I'm chill at the house but i got on Ticketmaster, and at first there was nothing showing up like really really close and i was like ah, i'm probably gonna pass but then um when, for some reason when you get on Ticketmaster, it doesn't load all the way so i was sitting there and then all of a sudden that corner seat popped up and i was like are you kidding me like what what is this so i clicked on it and i was like that price i'm like I mean, it's kind of ridiculous for a price to go to a show, but when you compare it to, you know, not in twenty twenty three, I feel like I feel like you got to really we got to really up the our uh, our scale of like what what a what it costs to go to an event nowadays. Like we we were pricing not going to concerts, and we were like, oh, we're we're in a whole new era now. No, so you're, you're I think it's just totally different. That's definitely true because when I uh, after I was leaving the rumble, this kind of loops back to the question, but I was looking at Mania tickets, and it was like for like row thirteen on the floor at Mania for uh both nights it's like 10 grand and that's like row 13 oh my god and i was like california premium man so when you when you pair that with what i paid for front row at the rumble like you would be like holy yeah you better go you know what i mean so i got the the deal and i I, me and my wife were talking about it you know can like we had to go through the planning stages of course you know can we do this how can we do this is it going to work out you know uh what can i do when i'm there Uh, you know how can it benefit us yada yada and so yeah, you, just, you just write that off of the, the my damn toys uh, expenses for the year, you know, we're going to try, we're going to try. 
<laughs> oh, I mean, it's a wrestling trip. Do you did content creation there? Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I, I'm all for it. But hit, hit me up, man. I don't, I don't want to say too much, man, on the air in case you know the IRS is listening. <laughs> but Kyle Peterson actually put me on last year, dude. Gave me some really good tax advice that uh, that worked out in my favor, man. So okay. uh, I can help you out with the uh, the the questionable uh, deductions and shit. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what's up. That sounds good. MDT LLC. I would like to give everyone a peek behind the curtain since Seth brought up us possibly going to the rumble. Seth said, and I quote, I would be pummeling your face right now. If you would have talked me into going to this show, (laughs) this was, this was towards the end of the rumble when it became clear that, um, that, you know, Austin wasn't coming out and the rock wasn't coming out and we had like no surprises. I was, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get more into the actual show in just a minute, but I want to know like when you got there. So since this was your like first pay-per-view experience, it's all like my first like in-person experience, um, was mania weekend. And it was just like wild mania 31. And, uh, it was just like, so over the top. Like, did you go to the superstore? Were you just like, Holy crap, dude, like this is like insane because I know, for these big events, um, they really go all out with like the merch, the merch and setting the, the the stage up and like you know setting stuff up around town and really immersing you in that WWE experience. So um, tell us about kind of the things you did the couple of days before you uh, before the Rumble. So I flew out on Thursday night. I didn't get in till maybe midnight, one o'clock, something like that in San Antonio. So then I was like, okay, well, I wanted to fly down on Thursday so I could wake up and be there all day Friday, all day Saturday. Because if I fly out yeah. on Friday morning, then you miss all day Friday. That's the day yeah exactly so that was my thought process there so we went to bed woke up on friday and the first thing we did is we went to the superstore it was really awesome i got a lot of clips of that it, you know they had all the merch out there like they had the you know the i don't even the artifacts of wrestling you know with like stone cold steve Austin's mm-hmm. best from 2001 and they had uh piper's pit set up and they had like a bunch of Royal Rumble, like excess uh, for Mania, it looked like. Yeah, yeah it, it, looked it, big. Cool. it definitely looked bigger than um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam was such a saloon. yeah, it was such a disappointment. I thought there was going to be like a big like setup for that. And they, they had, they had one a couple set of, of like things. the Undertaker's gear and called it a day. Yeah, they had a couple of things like sprinkled into a, a couple of different like bars and places like that. But yeah, it was nothing compared to like things that I've been to before. So yeah, Rumble looked pretty lit. Yeah, my friends, they went to SummerSlam, and they said the same thing. They said, yeah, dude, this is way better than SummerSlam. And I, I saw the the War Games Survivor Series Superstore, too, and it was tiny. So I was excited. I didn't know if that was like a, you know, maybe they're amping it up for 2023, or maybe it was just a Royal mm-hmm. Rumble thing, or maybe it's a San Antonio thing. Everything's bigger in Everything's Texas. bigger in Texas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking there. But they had some cool merch and stuff. I ended up not, they didn't have anything that like blew me away. Like the championships were really cool. Like, you know, the little booth they have with all the titles. Mm-hmm. I like that, like the classic, like the, it was like the new, the, the new gen arena entrance stage, that winged eagle belt that they made. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah. So they had like the Shawn Michaels special championship, those Monday night raw 30, you know, one of 30 championships were there. They had, you know, the John Cena crazy championship, like the Brock Lesnar. one. They had all those like special edition titles and uh, they, the actually, like hours later, everything that was specific superstar related and not Royal Rumble related was like completely sold out. That's wild. That is Jordan, wild. did you end up getting that HPK hat? I did. I haven't got it in the mail yet, but I got yeah, it. I had shout out to Sal Guerrero. He picked me up that hat and shipped it. it. It's sick, dude. Yeah. Speaking of merch, you had a pretty sweet um, custom My Damn Toys jersey on for your for your appearance. You could not miss Trey. If you go back and watch the Rumble, Trey is in like straight up like electric pink, like 
jersey situation over in the corner. You're going to see him every time there's a wide shot. Um, where did you get the custom MDT jersey? So that was, so I was scrolling TikTok one day and I came across this uh, person called Jersey Bird and they would make like one of one jerseys for people. So if you hit them up, they will make you a one of one jersey of anything. Like it could be anything. I've seen them do it for like Sonic the Hedgehog and Hot Cheetos and like all this different stuff. And they, what, how their model is set up is you email them and then they give you a, like a designer to like, you know, work with you one-on-one. So then when they work with you one-on-one, you give them your ideas and they'll send you templates and images of the Jersey until you, you know, you're completely satisfied with it. So that's what I did. I sat down with the guy and, you know, we were just going back and forth. And then um, what's really cool is the NBA logo, you know, like the mock NBA logo that's in the top right corner. It's usually like their little bird logo, but I said, can we, so I took a picture of an ultimate edition John Cena holding up the title and I replaced their logo with (laughs) the silhouette of John Cena. It's a, the details on the jersey are crazy. So I was like, dude, I have to wear this so people can A, recognize me if I'm at the show and they, you know, want to say what's up and then B, I'll stand out on TV. Yeah. Well, you did both of those things. Like I said, you were like, hey, look for the guy in the, the pink jersey. And I was like, okay, I didn't think I was like going to be looking for you in the audience. And then he like was right Trey, there. Trey was right there in front of TV. I was like, oh, it didn't take long for me to spot Trey. So getting into the actual show, man, uh, the men's rumble, as, as like Jordan said, the night of, I was a little bit disappointed. It just m- mostly from the lack of surprises, right? Like Cody won. That's who I think most everybody had predicted to win. Um, and I didn't have a huge issue with Cody winning, but they did go about it in just like the most predictable way possible. Um, and I think as the week's gone by, I, I've, I've softened my stance on a little bit cause I thought the end reaction was good, but you know, what, what did you guys think of the actual men's rumble? I'll jump in really quick. I think just, just like you said, I think it was just kind of like paint by numbers kind of situation. I, I feel like as fans, maybe we got our, our, selves too hyped up thinking that there was going to be all of these surprises and stuff. So maybe it's not on WWE. Maybe it's on us for getting our, for getting our hopes up for all these crazy things that could potentially possibly happen Uh, because there was some cool moments. I mean, Walter going, or Gunther going bell to bell was pretty damn mage. Um, And I, like I said, I thought Cody was going to win the whole time. I'm not mad at Cody winning. I do think it's, it's kind of unfortunate because of, everything is kind of coming to a crescendo with the bloodline right now. And then Cody winning. And it just kind of like, we're trying to fit these puzzle pieces together where it makes sense, where it's the audience isn't going to turn on Cody. Eventually the bloodline storyline is still going to pay off and we're all going to be happy, you know? Yeah. I thought, I think I blame Steve Austin, man. He's been posting all those workout videos <laughs> looking jacked like it's 1998 all over I, again. Yeah. I, think, I just knew we were going to hear that glass hit. Yeah. I think, um, ahead, Marco. I think what I did was like when I posted that in the Facebook group, um, I meant that as like, Hey, don't go on any dirt sheets. Don't read anything because a, like she just said, you're going to get yourself hyped up for nothing. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's exactly what I did. I didn't go on any social media and watch anything. And I just watched it as the rumble went on. Obviously you wanted to see those like, you know, crazy surprises and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I knew at, at some point, obviously the rock wasn't going to show up. I knew, you know, once they, once they had that, you know, Sammy's going to stick with Roman all night. That was out of the question. The Rock, yeah. the Rock wasn't going to be there. So I kind of like, and that was that. That was way before the even show started. That was on the pre-show. So that that already like took me out of out of the Rock even showing up at all. Um, and then the Stone Cold thing. Eh, I didn't really think he was going to show up anyway. If he's going to show up, it's going to be at Mania. If they're going to do, if he's going to return again, 
I don't think it's going to be yeah. at a rumble. It's going to be something huge in an actual I was like just thinking, you know, yeah. it's Texas, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Or, I mean, you didn't even get a Shawn Michaels appearance. Like even, you know, not nothing like that. Like not even like, you know, they, I mean, we got a Booker T. Uh, he showed up, which he's been like campaigning for like the last five years to be in a uh, Royal Rumble. So I'm glad he got his wish. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, if that's true, I'm glad. I'm glad that came to fruition. But yeah, I was not. I mean, I did not pop for Booker T. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, man. Oh come you on. You know, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, book. I mean, yeah. no, no offense. I just was like, eh, whatever. You know. I mean, what I- was your take, Jordan? Where where would you rate this one all time on the uh, the Rumble Pantheon? I guess I just never got myself too worked up with the possible surprises. I mean, I was even trying to downplay it last week. I just, I, I never thought The Rock was going to show up. So that didn't disappoint me at all. I just, I never felt like this was something that was going to come to fruition. Too much money for him to lose to show up to a, to a Royal Rumble. I just, I, I, th- I think his wrestling days are far behind him. Um, Austin would have been really cool, but again, I didn't need it. I, I was happy with Cody winning. I just, I wish they wouldn't have done the obvious choice and made him 30. I wish he would have had a little bit more in-ring time. I get it. They yeah. didn't want to um, have him out there for 40 minutes or anything. True, but, but also, like, you know, the, here's Gunther who's been in the match for over an hour, and then he still takes Cody, like, it takes Cody, like, over five minutes to put this guy away. You know what I mean? And Gu- Gunther gives him a pretty good fight. <laughs> not so even. I was like, That was, like, yeah, 20 minutes. You know? If you watch yeah, it back. like, a whole-ass match. Yeah, it was, like, a, they, the, it was yeah. like they had the Rumble They're match, over. and then they had, like, another 15 to 20-minute match after, which I was, yeah. I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, first yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was impressive too, but what does that say about Cody that, you know, like I said, Gunther's out there just like, you know, still working the man and he's been fighting for an hour and Cody's literally fresh, been in five minutes, you know? Yeah. I'm happy. I guess I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just a fucking Mark thinking all this cool stuff was going to happen, man. I was, <laughs> that's I usually was so excited, me and Cheeto. So. That's usually yeah, me and Cheeto jumping on that boat. It's, uh, I, w- it's <laughs> I was, I was geeked up for this thing, man. So like I said, my work thing I had to do, I finished it at 11 o'clock. I'd already checked out of my hotel. Truck was loaded up, gassed up. I hit the road, man. It was supposed to be like an eight and a half hour drive. And I somehow made it in before the Hardy hype video was even over on the World Rumble. I was just white knuckling it all the way down the interstate or all the way up the interstate from uh, from Texas, man. Uh, Trey, what was what was the vibe in the building, man? From from TV, it seemed like everything was pretty well received uh, by the live crowd there. So I have like so many things to say about the Rumble just from just so when you're sitting ringside, you know, you can see things that people at home can't see, right? So I right. to my left, the announce table is sitting there, right? And then the front row behind the announce table. So The Rock's mom was sitting front row at the show. And so, you know, halfway, th- a little bit through there, you know, you look over there and you're like, oh my God, dude, that's The Rock's mom over there. What if he's here? You know, and you start putting two and two together. Right. Also, front row, I see Logan Paul's crew sitting there. And I'm like, why? At first, I didn't recognize them, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, those guys look familiar. I'm like, who are these guys? And then it hit me about halfway through the rumble. I'm like, oh my God, that's Logan Paul's podcast buddies. And this mother effer is going to be in this rumble and it's going to piss me <laughs> off. I said, Logan Paul is going to be number freaking 30 and I'm going to have to throw a fit right here in the front row. But <laughs> straight up though, Logan Paul had an awesome spot in the rumble. I'm, that yeah. that spot with Ricochet, yeah. that was pretty awesome. I thought, I thought you were going to say, lie. I thought you were going to say when he threw uh, Seth Rollins out. 
That was the awesome <laughs> oh, spot. No, I definitely wasn't going to say that. <laughs> it looks like that's the Mania match we're getting to. Yeah. Seth was still kind of selling that on Monday night, which yeah. actually be a pretty cool match. Yeah. The, the worst botch of the night was Dom definitely coming out with Rey Mysterio's mask and acting like he was trying to rip it apart and couldn't get it to rip. <laughs> yeah. like See, he, I, I feel like that was, was so Dom, though. I felt like that was like actually like helped him. It made him seem even more heelish. Like True. I mean, I could see that from that perspective, but I was just like, Dom, dude, just give it up. Like, just, just wear it on your hand out there, you know, just puppet it. But no, he was like really putting his arms into it, trying to rip this thing open and it just would not give. And I was like, oh boy, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that was, that was pretty right. And I couldn't even see that till after, I couldn't even see that till after the rumble when he was, cause when they would come down the ramp, like we see the entrance, right? We see the, the countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7. When the yeah. buzzer goes off, all we see is the Titantron. And then we have to yeah. sit there and wait until the person gets around the corner. So I can't see who it that is. That was a happened. long ramp. It was yeah. a long ramp. Yeah, it was a, it was a long ramp. And so at the, I'd say maybe, I don't know, towards the end of the rumble there, I was like, I mean, I thought for, I don't know, being there live in person, it seemed really well booked. Like, I don't know why, but it seemed like you could feel Triple H's presence in the rumble. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like something he would book similar to NXT. Like, it may not have had, like, the, you know, the surprises and all the craziness like that. But as far as the in-ring product and, like, the storyline crossover and things like that, it seemed like a really well booked rumble, in my opinion, outside of... I would have I would have left Cody uh, a surprise at number thirty. I think that's the yeah. number one thing that should have happened. And then I would I personally wouldn't have put Logan Paul in it as great as he was. I'm just not a fan. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I, w- I was pretty fine with the Rumble. Yeah, I thought everybody that entered was was good. I, we didn't get any like stupid like Santino Morello like you know cameos or anything like that. I thought everybody that was in there you know, did a good job and, you know, was worthy of being in the rumble. At least. I, yeah. I, it was a hard thumbs down for me on Saturday night, but as the weeks gone by, I'd put it kind of middle of the pack for my yeah. favorite rumbles. I, th- I think Trey kind of nailed it. Like it was just, it was really well booked. It, w- it was almost like if there was an NXT black and gold Royal rumble, cause it was just, you know, it was smooth. There was no, like, there was no times where it was just straight up. Like if you go back to watch some rumbles, there's times where you got like, six guys in the ring and you just know, like none of these guys have a shot in hell of winning this. Yeah. So I thought they had a good mix. You mean like last year? Brock in early. Yeah, like last year. <laughs> I have a, the one actually, Jordan was at. I have a question for uh for MDT. How scary was that uh Brock Lesnar um exit when he slammed that uh uh those stairs on the on the announce table? Dude, that was so nuts. So like when he got eliminated, <laughs> I was like like everybody's just like, Oh shit, oh shit. Like he's just throwing <laughs> stuff and we're like, Oh shit and then he like I had to pull my phone out and like record because I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It was like a marathon. After the men's rumble, I looked at the security guard. I like made friends with the security lady right there. And I was like, I think her name was like Montrese or something. I was like, I was like, Montrese, Shout I feel like I just ran a marathon yeah. and we have a full show left. Like <laughs> yeah. between filming and reacting and, you know, your highs and your lows and pulling the camera out and like trying to get all these things. I felt like I had ran a marathon watching the rumble. <laughs> but it was it was amazing. So did anyone get a a better or worse reaction than you were expecting um, as far as like when they when they entered the Rumble? So Johnny Gargano did not get a pop, but I don't know if it was because of his music or or what the deal was, but it seemed like nobody gave a damn about Johnny Gargano at all. I felt like I was the only one that really reacted to it. I have like my reaction on film and I was like, wow, like nobody really cares about Gargano. That music just ain't it. Yeah, Rebel Heart is Listen to how punchy 
that music is that starts the show, dude. It just yes. hits you like right in the freaking ribs, man. Like the new mellow version. It's like, not awful. Yeah, it's such a downgrade, man. Like, we I'm should be using that mellow version for the intro to the podcast, and he should be keeping the OG exactly. Rebel Heart. We'll reach out. We'll <laughs> we, yeah, we reached out. We, we stole this we'll from let, him. Yeah, we'll yeah. let him know he can have the OG Rebel Heart back. <laughs> but that was one, I get. that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe they just didn't realize that that was Johnny Organo until after the fact. because It had it had to be, man. Yeah. Because even myself watching from home, it, it took me a second to like realize. I was like, oh, Okay, that's Johnny Gargano. But um, yeah, when you hear Rebel Heart, dude, it's immediate. Like, well, ever since CFO broke off and they broke up their relationship with WWE, like theme music has definitely been yeah, on struggle. a downturn in the last couple of years. Like there's been a few bangers here and there, dude. But for the most part, like I feel like the theme music has been really mid the last couple of years. And you really feel that at the Rumble, dude. Because there's a, I mean, I think we're all like as hardcore as it gets. And I know for me, man, there was a handful of guys that, like Trey said, I didn't know who the fuck it was until I saw yeah. him. Like, the, there's none of that instantly recognizable That's music. part of the allure of the rumble, because you can do the countdown, and it's like, and before you, you even see the person, you hear the music, and the music is what, like, evokes that reaction. That yeah, like, like Edge, yeah. Edge, when Edge came out, the pop was just ridiculous, because all you hear is that you think you know me, and everybody just yeah, blew Yeah, exactly, up. exactly. So is that, does anybody have any other thoughts on the men's rumble as a whole before we move on to the next match? Besides just Cody being kept a secret, I feel like it was, it was pretty good besides like, I, I don't know why they announced it. I don't know why they would do that. Dude, I've been saying yeah. this for so long. I just leave a couple of things surprises, dude. Like, I don't know. Like I was listening to another podcast and they're like, well, why do you expect everything to be a surprise? But Dude, I expect it to be a surprise, especially when he's been gone that long and the way he went out and that that you know series of matches with Seth Rollins. Like he's the biggest baby face, and just to hear Cody's music, I mean, he got a crazy reaction anyway. But just imagine if like there was no indication that Cody was coming back before exactly. you hear that music. Exactly. See, I think they were. I, I think because so much has happened since he left, I think that's why they went with the Triple H two thousand and two style like showing the videos and hyping him yeah. up and letting him make an appearance before he comes back. I, I was a fan of that until I saw how the actual rumble played out with the way the rumble was booked. Yeah, I agreed. It would have been a lot better if he, yeah. if he just was a surprise, you know, I, I felt like I still feel like they should have had Cody be like number three, dude. Like, yeah. Just let him yeah. go the distance. Man. Exactly. Dude. I would have put him over and he still would have got that huge pop. Like the three spot would have been like, and that's just such a, that's just such a Cody thing to like come in at number three and go yeah. the distance. You know what I mean? Just like hard fought, like <laughs> Do you think emotional they did that battle. Because they knew Logan Paul would have had to have been 30 if they like. Maybe. I think it's I that. Know. Or the other thing I'm thinking is, you know, with, we're still at the really aggressive front end of his timetable. It's possible he's not 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, true. Maybe, he's yeah, only, that's true. maybe he's only about 80% right now. And they're like, hey, you know what? Just come back and yeah. we'll, we'll put over Gunther. You know, uh, we'll I hadn't Gunther really considered that. Yeah. I thought about um, that as well. I, I, and that's probably why they did that. Like, you know, everybody was fantasy book and they were like, yeah, Cody will be the Iron Man in this match. But I guess, yeah, he was, he's probably still rehabbing. So they were yeah. like, yeah, yeah they can't, they can't risk 30. him getting injured on the, on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, sure. I do got one last question on the rumble, man. So we all normally see Cody or hand the belt to somebody or he'll do like a little light toss of the first five rows. He slung that freaking weight. Belt yes. like he was doing shot <laughs> butt at the Olympics, man. Did you happen to see like, what the situation was when that thing touched was. down. Like, yeah, so one, he, I'm wondering what kind of fight it was, ab- too. Like, like, he absolutely, like, just chunked that thing. Like, he, he, launched it, <laughs> he launched it. Like, it went into, like, the 18th row or something like that. Yeah. Like, he launched it. And so I watched it land. I saw a little scrum. 
And then somebody commented on my video on, I think it was TikTok or something. It was like, yeah, uh, my dad actually got his belt and we're going to keep it. And he autographed it and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you, you listening to offers or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you I'm just thinking if that if that thing rotates wrong and like that buckle, smacks, buckle smacks somebody in the somebody, face, yeah. man. For sure. That's a legit been, been belt, dude. Absolutely. You know that belt's going to be worth so much, man. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Especially if he goes on to win the belt at uh, at Mania. Like, yeah. yeah it's going to be huge. Well, I was just thinking we got to get somebody from the group. We got to make sure somebody's going to Mania this year because we've had... Going back to um, SummerSlam, we've had we've had all the major shows covered because we were SummerSlam. Marco was at Survivor Series, and now Trey was at the Rumble. So yeah, we got to get in the uh, the the Patreon exclusive Facebook group and figure out who's going to Mania so we can keep the streak going. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. put our crowdfund together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on to the next match, which was the Mountain Dew <laughs> Pitch Black. Yeah, we can match. skip it. Mountain Dew Mayhem. <laughs> no, I, I don't think we can. This one, we really need Trey's perspective on. Yes. Well, first off, let's hear from Jordan, dude. Jordan is the biggest oh, yeah. Bray Wyatt mark of all time. He had tears at Extreme Rules when Bray returned. Was immediately yeah, had, booking yeah. Bray to the Mania main event like uh, <laughs> to, to take down Roman. Jordan, defend the pitch black match. I can't. Th- this was disturbing to watch even at <laughs> yeah. home. I can't wait to hear Trey's breakdown of this because I was disgusted with this match. Dude, for Bray's first match back, you, I, I don't know, man. I just, I hate everything about it. I, I hate the way they book Bray. I just, this match was not it. I mean, it was so quick too, which it should have been. If squash. we're being honest, yeah. LA Knight had no chance of beating Bray. Um, but, but still, dude, this should not have been his first match back. I, I hated it. They're I just, would have been fine with it if it wasn't Mountain Dew, man. Like, why would Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds, the yes. super spooky guy? Being the biggest the guy who's sponsored like, match exactly, there is. Exactly, trying to take down the machine, dude. Like, I could at least buy it if it wasn't a Mountain Dew match. Or at least, or you know what? I, I can't remember. It was another wrestling podcast I was listening to. They said that L.A. Knight should have like made it part of his thing. like Because, you know, he's, yeah. he is like a corporate guy that, oh, hey, I got Mountain Dew sponsoring this match. Yes, that like would have been, been at least acceptable. Yeah. And you can call it the Mountain Dew pitch black match. But, like, there was so much glow-in-the-dark branding. I was like... Wow, this is this is. I mean, it looked cool, dude. I, I mean, if most. I'm a little kid, I probably loved it. But Trey, what was what was it like in the building, dude? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to ask because, um, like, the viewing on TV, it was, I, it, it was hard for me to even kind of see everything that was going on on TV. So I can only imagine in the in the stadium in the arena when it's just like all the lights are down, all you see is like glowing bodies, and there was a lot of like little like nuanced things like his face mask started glowing and all this well, he stuff had like, glow in the dark face paint that yeah that's what i'm saying so yeah you couldn't even see so i'm wondering if you guys like were able to like get gather all this in the stadium or was it just like what the hell is going on here so up until the point like me and my buddies were discussing the match and i was like dude this is going to be like a blacklight match because before the show they were handing out t-shirts to the like the people that were right there by ringside and they gave me this black shirt it was a plain black shirt and it said activate under blacklight and i guess during the blacklight match if you hold up the shirt his like you know his moth style logo pops up on the shirt so it was a really cool shirt oh wow well that's cool so they were handing those out so i was like okay this is obviously going to be a blacklight match and i looked down at my attire obviously and it's i knew i was going to light up like you're already going to glow yeah (laughs) i was going to light up like a christmas tree but um i i mean i thought the aesthetic was really cool i think that you know all that stuff was awesome we knew it would be a squash match coming in you know everybody kind of predicted that it wouldn't be much of a fight but it just seems like every time with bray man they always do 
these weird, like, you know, that it's, it's, you have to read between the lines and you have to do this and do that to fully understand it and fully embrace it. And like, what the hell is he trying to tell me? And you know, what's this character mean? And then that comes to the wrestling and it just completely falls flat most of the time. So, um, it was just another one of those style matches, but it was, I mean, it was different for sure. Never seen blacklight like that. I mean, they had Mountain Dew on the center of the ring canvas. Yes, that was just, it was just so much. I told, I told our pod foundation group chat. I'm like, dude, you guys know I love Bray Wyatt. I was all, I'm always cheering for Bray Wyatt because I do feel like he is just, he is just so smart and he, I mean, he's a genius, right? Like all the things he comes up with, but it's just, he's trying to like take this thing to Sundance instead of the squared circle. And it's like, it just does not translate like all the theatrics and all of the, the vagueness and all of the, um, you know, like riddles that he's playing out. Like it just does not translate in the ring. And then with the production that WWE is trying to put on it, it makes it even more confusing and more like obnoxious. Like Seth said, like, like that Mountain Dew has absolutely nothing to do with Bray Wyatt's character. Like it is the antithesis. We don't know that. The story's, not, the story's not being finished told yet. We might, <laughs> Mountain Dew <laughs> might be true. the cause of this whole thing. Dude. This might be the first of a series. We'll make Maybe it. that's what the black stuff was coming out of Alexa's yeah, hair exactly. and eyes. Yeah, exactly. The Fiend used to have the code red lighting and all oh, his yeah, matches. Yeah. Red lighting. Now we're going to have a Baja Blast yeah. match. Yeah. WrestleMania is going to be the Baja maybe, Blast brawl. Maybe Garen- <laughs> <laughs> Might be gearing up for a uh, you never know something for the Super Bowl. Might be a big Super Bowl commercial happening with uh, the oh Bray Wyatt. We don't know. But I will it, say our our five year old stayed up and watched it with us, and he was infatuated with that match. Oh, he loved it was it, probably yeah. his favorite oh, yeah. match of the night. So maybe it's just one of those things that it's just it. not, it's not for us. Well, yeah. the, the coolest thing about it is before the match starts or comes out, it's like maybe it's during the commercial, right? You know how they always have the ad before the next match. Mm-hmm. Well, this dude with his suit and his WWE pin comes up. He's got his earpiece. They have like added security right around me. Like I'm sitting right in front of the ring, right in the corner barricade. And these dudes come up and they're like, look, something's about to happen right here. Just don't touch nobody. Just stay in your seat. And I was like, uh, all righty then. So then the match comes out. And sure enough, Bray Wyatt throws LA Knight right over the barricade in my lap, <laughs> like right in my yeah. face. And LA Knight's literally from, you know, I could literally reach out and touch him. and. uh Bray well, Wyatt those kind of like, experiences are cool. It doesn't matter how botchy or how crazy the match is. Like when a when a superstar like that like comes right, you know, for you, and uh, you know, phrasing. <laughs> yeah, considering the the, the pre show we were having, no, when, whenever like you get to see stuff up close and personal like that, like it's definitely like those are always cool experiences. I think you're. I I don't know, Sheen. I think you got some uh, like PTSD. Like you blogged out some memories because we did experience <laughs> oh, yeah. the same thing what are in you August. About? Yeah, yeah we're at the GCW show, so Trey like. Not the not the one up you man, but the, you know you're talking about like you know the superstars going flying over at GCW. We had front row seats, and they had to tell you like, hey, there's about to be glass flying right at you guys. Yeah. And the dude sitting right next to uh, Jordan got his freaking arm sliced sliced open, open yeah, a, straight a light up. tube, blood so. dripping everywhere. We had light tube dust like hit us in the face. Yeah, right. yeah. So if somebody ever comes to me at a WWE show like that, I'll be like, dude, I've, I've been front row GCW man. Like, chill. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for whatever, dude. I'm ready for whatever. So, what do we think is next for? Bray Wyatt. So. Well, hopefully some figures, man, from this match, dude. As repug yeah. as the match was, dude, I, you know, I've always loved like glow in the dark stuff, man. I would love to get both figures of both of these guys from, uh, 
from that show. That'd be it, cool it, if they had the face paint. That, yeah, it's know. yeah. Well, he, it was the yeah. You could do the face paint, and he had the mask afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could almost make these ultimate editions. And you know, La Knight had like the neon glow in the dark stuff. Like, yeah. we're a hundred and one series in, and to my knowledge, man, the only glow in the dark figure we've ever had was Naomi. Yeah. Am I wrong on that one, Trey? I talked to Steve, and he actually said that I, I hit him up after the show because he was there. The Steve, you know, Steve from Mattel. He um, mm-hmm. action figure attack. Yep. Yeah, he was he was there, and we were talking after the show, and I didn't get to meet him. I didn't have a chance to meet him, unfortunately. But he, uh, I was like, you know, glow in the dark ringside exclusive Bray Wyatt. And he said, I think we're going to put it in the main elite line. I was like, okay, even yeah. better, let's do it. Yeah. I can see nice. it. It'd be killer. And to really set it off, you remember how the the San Diego Comic Con Macho Man had the little mini Slim Jims? We need little mini twenty ounce Mountain, Mountain Dew Black. <laughs> yeah. That would no, be great. Yes, dude, no, it's gotta don't. happen. Yeah, it would. It would be cool. I mean, I'm all for it. Like the figures, yes, they're gonna be awesome figures. Just like the crispy fried fiend. Like I love, I love that, that figure, figure dude. Yeah. Like it's so obscure and so just bizarre. That whole thing was so bizarre, but the figure's awesome. I already so. know I'm gonna be going back and watching this match over and over. Like my son, like. You know, my favorite matches are like, you know, the Heart Foundation versus Demolition at SummerSlam 90, like Warrior and Hulk from WrestleMania 6. Yep. For my son, the Firefly Inferno match, Randy Orton versus yeah. Fiend. That's like basically like, you know, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome as far as he's concerned. So, yeah. I, know, I know I'm going to be watching that Pitch Black match a lot going yeah. forward. Yeah. Can't wait. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our next match, um, not really a whole lot to say about it, but Bianca Belair defeated Alexa Bliss in what was pretty much a, a squash. I thought they could have done yeah. more with this one if they hadn't had Bray right in front of it, right? Because yeah. we already saw Uncle Howdy go flying off the table. Like right. This match needed to be either like the main event of a SmackDown or something like that. Because it was, I mean, I don't think anybody thought Alexa was going to be Bianca. And right. we were just looking to see what the next thing to happen with Bray was. But it was kind of hard to really do much after that batshit crazy display we'd seen right before <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, the the little um, uh, swing set uh, vignette kind of fell flat after yeah. the yeah, the, it's just whatever, dude. Yeah. After you already seen and all the puppets come back, exactly. And, everything. and can we just say real quick, like I, I'm a, I'm a mom of young children. I've been to many a playground, and I'm thinking to myself as they're showing these vignettes, trying to make them all creepy. This is they're like shooting you know, B-roll at a modern playground. Like this was probably like right outside somewhere, right outside the Alamo Dome somewhere in this like, you know, newish playground. I'm like with all the CGI technology and all the things that we have going on now, AI, could we not like create some sort of like creepy Alexa like Bray playground, playground yeah. that like, you know, made it super creepy, but it's just like this like plastic swing and slide. And it's just because it's in black and white makes it kind of spooky. And I know that's a nitpick, but I was just thinking, I guess it's because I'm a mom. And I, like I said, I go to a lot of playgrounds. I was just like, what okay, are we doing okay detach like, yourself from the wrestling though, Sheena, and imagine you're walking your kids in the park and you see somebody videotaping the park. Tell me you wouldn't be creeped out. <laughs> so it's already creepy. Yeah, I would totally. That's a different perspective. I would totally be creeped out by that for sure. <laughs> the uh, Trey, how was Bianca's reaction in the building? I know it's SummerSlam. Like it wasn't her home state of Tennessee, but she was just over like Rover, man. Yeah. Like seemed like Hogan in the '90s, like. What was the reaction like for Bianca? Does it seem like her run's still going strong or would it seem like it was losing a little bit of steam? Honestly, every after the men's rumble, it seemed like the entire crowd just wanted to pass away. It was ridiculous. Like I said, I ran a marathon. I guess everybody else felt that way too because it seemed like that match was just completely silent, at least from my point. Bathroom break. And the, yeah. ma- the match was god-awful. It was so bad. I, I mean, yeah. I, like it was. I mean, you have what, like one or two actual moves and then it was over? It was yeah. just, it was not good. Uh, 
And I felt like a lot of intro, I don't know if it came across on TV, but a lot of entrance in the women's rumble was like that as well. It's like everybody was just dead. And then they tried to throw that Hardy concert in there, completely throwing everything. Like everybody was just completely dead after the men's rumble until the main event. And it's like, we kind of reset, but everything in there in between, it seemed like everybody was kind of sitting on their hands, just waiting. Yeah. Started too hot, man. It was the exact (laughs) opposite of the rumble last year. They, they, the, crowd was completely dead for the men's rumble last year. It was the main event. And yeah, dude, it's just those, those shows are really long to sit through as is. And if you get anything that's even remotely down, like the crowd's just out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think with starting with the men's rumble, we were already like, Oh shit. Like they're starting with the men's rumble. Like, you know, we already got Cody pointing at the sign, which is typically like the go home shot. Right. So like what is going to happen throughout the rest of the show that they had to put the men's rumble on first? You know what I mean? Like, I think it just kind of like set everybody up and everybody was just waiting. And then when it kind of like things didn't happen, people were just kind of like down for the rest of the, for the rest of the show. So how was the Alamo dome as an event um, space? Like, did they have any like, you know, any crazy food or drink? Did you guys get in smoothly and everything? No hiccups trying to, to get in and get to your seats or anything? You talking about my experience at the Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty smooth. I mean, we showed up um, about, I think, two. We headed over to the Superstore one last time. I think the gates. No, we headed over there about three. And so the gates, we waited in line maybe 40 minutes, which I actually needed because there was actually a plug right by where I was waiting so I plugged my phone up and got up to a charge your phone. <laughs> yeah, I charged Smart. my phone up until the show, and I was like, "Shoot, I'm gonna need this to make it through this entire pay per view show." So then I was, uh, we got in there. It got super packed, man. It was ridiculous. Like as soon as the doors opened, the whole entire arena was full, and we tried to wait in line for food, but it was gonna be. I mean, it would have been forever. So I ended up not getting like waiting in line, but. There was like a insanely nice family behind me, actually. And like I just started talking to him. His name was Jason. I just started talking to him and come to find out his son was like a fan of the YouTube channel. So we just started. That's cool. Yeah. So we started going back and forth and, you know, we talked pretty much the entire show and his mom called him and I talked to him on the phone. And so that was a pretty cool moment. And then, oh, that's it, sweet. So th- no, it it gets sweeter, and it like honestly blew my mind. But the dad leaves during the women's rumble. He comes back and he hands me chicken fajitas, and he's like, "Here, you can have this." And I was like, "What do you What do you mean I can have this, bro? Oh, gonna, that's awesome. I'm dude. not taking that's this close. food from you." But then I was like, "It's so rude if I do not take this." I begged for them to not, you know, to not do it, and like, you know, for them to eat it or whatever. But they weren't having it, so. I ended up getting the food for for free. Shout, and I was shout like, out to Jason and his family. That's yeah. that's a clutch move right there. Yeah, my damn toys to my damn. I shouted him out. I shouted him out on Twitter. I shouted him out. You know, in uh, in the video when the vlog comes out, all that different stuff. But it was amazing. The Alamo Dome's an old ass stadium, man. Like it's over thirty years old at this point. Actually, I went to wrestling there in. 1998. So I, I lived in Corpus Christi, Texas, down a little bit, about two hours south of San Antonio from like 93 to 99. And I actually went to episode of Monday Nitro in the Alamo Dome. And it was either June or probably, it actually was probably like August of 98 because it was the first time that uh, Goldberg gave the giant the jackhammer. So I remember that was like the big highlight of the uh, of the evening. But but yeah, that's an old ass stadium there, man. You would right, remember someone on, uh, getting jackhammered. Wow. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on to the women's Royal Rumble. Um, Rhea Ripley obviously went bell to bell, came in number one, uh, you know, ended up winning the Rumble. Uh, and um, 
Yeah. What were you, what were your thoughts on the women's rumble sets? You were kind of down on the men's rumble. I was a big fan. I thought the women's rumble was a lot of fun. Um, it just, I don't know. It always seems like a little bit weird having two rumbles in one night. It's a lot, man. Like I would almost, I'd be cool with it if they said they were going to alternate every year, like between the men's and women's for the rumble and like money in the bank. And you could always do like whichever gender didn't have the rumble, they could have the elimination chamber match to determine who goes to mania. But I don't know. Two rumbles is a lot, but I felt like this one was really fun, man. It didn't seem, it seemed kind of more lighthearted, if that makes sense. Like it was more just like a fun match, but I was definitely sports entertained throughout and I was glad to see Rhea Ripley get the win. Definitely yeah. well-deserved. Same. Marco, any thoughts on the the women's rumble? Did the right woman win? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely wanted uh, – I, I knew uh, Asuka was going to return. Uh, that's what I was definitely waiting for. And that uh, I'm not sure if she's a heel yet, but, um, you know, taking on that persona she had in New Japan uh, where she had that crazy face paint. Um, yeah, that's – I kind of want to ask MDT. How was that uh, – because the, the pop seemed huge when she uh, – when her music hit. Was it – was it like that uh, in person when you showed up? Yeah, there was a few. I'd say, you know how I said everybody was kind of waiting around. Outside of maybe like three or four entrants, everybody was kind of dead. But she was definitely one of those that were everybody was super hyped for. And like mm-hmm. they really made a big deal out of it. I was super excited for it, one. And it was it was awesome to see that. The uh, What about Nia Jax coming back, man? Oh, <laughs> I had already that out of my memory, Dude, sadly, I was, uh, I was hoping it was just going to be one night only, man, but it looks like she's just back in the mix. They already got merch I mean, out do we stuff. need Do we yep. need more women on the, the roster hurt this year? Or like, what, yeah, what are we exactly. trying to do, dude? The best what part about it is they botched her entrance. Like, her yeah. music played at 10 seconds. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. like, oh, how fitting. I know. I said yeah. that exact joke. I was like, of course they botched her entrance. He would be <laughs> the one they botched right there at yeah. number 32. And I was like, my God, man, the one rumble that I come to, they put 20, they put Logan Paul at 29 and Nia Jax at 30. Like, how horrific could it get? But I still, yeah. what's the, I didn't realize you had this hate for Logan Paul, man. Like, you got, you got to explain on that. What's, what's your deal with Logan they're Paul? Both, is they're it both just YouTubers, like, dude. Yeah, is, it like, is it like a YouTube, YouTube thing hate. or what, man? Well, I, I think it just starts, it starts like way back before I even was a YouTuber. Like, I just, just always found him just so like i mean he got better right he got way better but you know there's like this deal with him being like a crypto scammer he's like scam people out of millions of dollars and like he didn't want to take ownership for it and then you know i mean i don't i don't want to like bring up the stuff that he did way back when because i mean i i think he's grown on me a lot it's not that he's a bad performer i just don't like celebrities in wrestling it doesn't really matter what the celebrity is i just don't really care for it because it kind of I don't know. It's like, you know, they just get thrusted in there and we're supposed to care about it because it's a celebrity. But I'm kind of one that's like, if you're not an OG wrestler or somebody that, you know, this is their craft, it'd be like somebody getting thrusted out there and playing, you know, quarterback for the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? When they're just like yeah. a celebrity, it's like, you didn't work for this your entire life. You didn't mm-hmm. come, you know, through the ranks to get to this spot. You just got thrusted yeah. because people know who you are. I, I, agree I generally with agree with you, yeah. but Logan Paul's kind of won me over, man. Like his he's, match he had with Roman was was pretty crazy. Yeah, he's no, done, he's good. He's, done he's, good. Great. Yeah. he's a great athlete. He's done good. He's an extremely good athlete. But yeah, I agree with Trey in the sense that like I, I hate just people telling me like you have to like this guy or you know this guy's in this position. He's just few and far between for me. He's man. a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. I think Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, and I think going way back to WrestleMania 11, Lawrence Taylor. I think that's kind of my three celebrity wrestlers that I've actually given the thumbs up to. Sounds like uh, Trey is not going to be sponsored by Prime. No MDT Prime coming <laughs> yeah, soon. <no. laughs> 
<laughs> probably not. Probably not in the car. I want to bury that hatchet tray. This is not a turf war on uh, YouTube. You got to bury the hatchet and be sponsored by Prime. I mean, I think yeah. I, I have no integrity. I'd sell out in a heartbeat, man. If, we wanted, <laughs> if Impulsive wanted to bring the uh, the Chick Foley show under their umbrella, I'd be like, yeah, sure, man. Let's do it. I love celebrity wrestling. Yeah, I love show, celebrity idiot. wrestling. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, there would be me in the way. I'd be like, no, I hate celebrities. Like, no, nah, we're doing it. <laughs> oh, man. So um, anybody have any other thoughts on the Women's Rumble? It was fun. Um, we got to see Natalia come back. Great. <laughs> was there, was I everybody so say, excited to see Natalia? I was hoping to see Rhea challenge Bianca Belair, man. I feel like yes. they've kind of been, yeah. Yeah. They've been circling each other. You know, they had a couple Rumbles where they've been kind of down to the the last the last two and stuff and it just seemed like that would be a bigger match man i mean obviously you can't go wrong fighting charlotte charlotte's always going to be in a high profile spot in mania but i feel like bianca and uh Rhea would have been a little bit more intriguing to and me. bianca is like a true baby face like charlotte's always has the potential to like just she's always a little bit heel even when she's she, a real big baby face she's like roman I mean? reigns to me dude she's like above being like face and heel right yeah. she's yeah. just like the top dog exactly but like, you got bianca her. which is like a, a person of the people you if, know if Rhea, got, if Rhea's the heel going in she will absolutely become the baby face in the yeah, match you know what i mean exactly. yeah so people love her yeah that'll I definitely mean, happen the only thing i liked about the women's rumble outside of maybe a couple entrances here and there i did like how they treated nia jackson the rumble how like everybody was like who the hell like what are you doing here and then they all beat her ass yeah, yeah. threw her out like a freaking bag of trash i did, <laughs> I mean, I did dude, like that i popped for that as long as ria's got those garters around her thighs that are pushing up her butt cheeks she's always going to be the baby face for me jeez <laughs> charlotte yes. here does that too doesn't it yeah, but Charlotte know, no. Charlotte is she, a step below Rhea. Like, let's be honest. Charlotte doesn't Charlotte doesn't have the straps. So, like, you know, Rhea's got the she was when she went from her pants to her like hot pants, she's got the straps underneath that kind of like give her that extra boost. Whereas like Charlotte's just got like straight up like booty shorts, you know? Yeah. yeah. If, we're, if we're just going straight up sexist on this, man, I put I put Rhea number two only to Mandy Rose for, for women's wrestlers for me, man. Dude, I was I was fantasy Jeez. booking her at thirty during Yikes. the women's rumble. I was like, bro, if Mandy, Mandy Rose is thirty, it's gonna blow the roof off this place. Yeah, we wanted to see Mandy come it's back important. too. We talked about that in our rumble preview. Yeah. Mandy's the best. I'm still I'm bummed. I I thought for sure she was coming back, man. Wow. I like I said, I was dude, I couldn't I don't know if it was because I had to make the long ass road trip to get home in time for it or what. I was so geeked up for this event, man. That's probably why. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. If I'd just been sitting around the house, like knocking back some cold ones and stuff, like a normal pay per view before it, I probably wouldn't have been as hyped up. But I'm literally like white knuckling it through these freaking, uh, you know, highways and stuff in Arkansas and uh, coming up through, you know, uh, the northern part of Texas and stuff, man. Just knowing like this is going to be the most fun show ever. And, like I said, it just it ends yeah. up being good. I think I think you put it you put it the best. You were you're commenting in the group how like WWE has you know the innate ability to be able to like have a shit build to a show and just put on an absolute banger. And then when like they whatever have the build is, yeah, it's gonna be the opposite. Yeah, right? whenever they have all the wins, you know, hitting their sails, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be epic. It kind of just like sometimes it can fall flat. So yeah. I would like to point out when Seth says white knuckling, the speed limit was probably 65 and he was going 67, just so we're clear. I yeah. was actually that pushing so it, bro. True. I was that actually pushing so it. I was, I was going about 85 all the oh, way over. Oh, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> that valid point. No, I Seth, mean, I wasn't like you and Sheena, like just this, risking my uh, life if every exactly mile goes Seth by. Seth but. says, yeah, Seth is, uh, he, he still had the cruise control on. Let's another, be, another, um, <laughs> another wrestling road trip store, since that's kind of what this whole episode's been sitting around. Me and Jordan, Trey, we went Went to uh, NWA Always Ready in Knoxville back in June, and Jordan almost killed me no less than like six times, man. Like behind the wheel, oh, dude, like just whatever. straight up rear-ending cars fine. at like ninety miles per hour and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You were fine. I, yeah. We won't, we won't even talk about mine, Jordan. She would have been impressed with my driving if she was in the backseat. She'd be like, get after it. Hey, there's a, <laughs> there's a black SUV coming up on the left. Might want to swerve in front of that. Hey, but real talk, though, I'm actually a pretty terrible passenger seat driver. I, I, I'm i not a good passenger like passenger. I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, 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 yeah. Slow well, down. I'm not in the driver's seat either, so. You need to be in the back. <laughs> the uh, I got another road trip note while we're talking about it, man. So I hit, because, uh, you know, I was down in Texas also, man. I hit Bucky's for the first time in my life, and I was kind of mind blown by it. Did you Bucky's. hit uh, Did you hit Bucky's on, on the way back up on that drive, Trey? So we did pass it, and we have one, like, not too far from the house. We have one, like, 40 minutes from our house, so I didn't hit. So you've it. been before? Yeah, I've been before. It's it is a, it's a religious experience when you go into Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I dropped 100 bucks, and I don't even know how, dude. Like, I was just, I was, you're right, dude, because I was kind of just in the zone, man. I had, like, a dopamine wave just kind of wash over me being in there. I ended up buying, you, you know. two sandwiches. Bought two sandwiches, bought like eight pounds of fudge to take back stuff, to the kids. Yeah, he was Dude. taking stuff to the hotel room, got the buying kids all some, of his snacks. Some cups, some toys, got Sheena some freaking some candied nuts. Like, yeah, it it was insane. Like I said, I was and I was so happy I wasn't even paying attention. I wouldn't I wasn't looking at the price on anything, and then I get up to the register and it's like, you know, 108 bucks and yeah, it's Jesus it's Christ, almost <laughs> like a like a souvenir shop on crack or something. Like it's just there's there's just this and it's like, oh what's it? Oh, what's that? Oh, and oh they have this. Oh, they have that. And it's just, oh, that yeah. looks good. And you just keep on, keep on. It's like a Costco and like Cracker Barrel and like the best gas station you've ever been to. Like if all three got together, yeah. like a little three way and a baby popped out, you'd have Bucky's. Coming That's from the free. guy that was making fun of me because I was getting excited because I thought we were going to hit a Bucky's <laughs> on the way to Always Ready. So yeah, now yeah, you get we, it. We were seeing the billboards for Bucky's and I hadn't even, I had like vaguely heard about it, but Jordan was just super gassed up. Like, oh, they got Bucky's. We pull off on the exit, and it's and once we get close, we realize it's like Bucky's coming soon. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think they're I think they actually opened up like two weeks later, man. Yeah, so. Jordan was Excited. so bummed. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let's get to the main event. We got Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn going against Kevin Owens. What was it? Was this your first time seeing the uh, the head of the table, Tribal Chief, entrance in person, Trey? It was. It was. Was it no? So was that a religious experience? Because for me, like it's just like wow, dude. Like, yeah, it was. It you, was. I got whenever some, you see it. I got some videos. I got photos. I was like, my god, this is a just experience to behold right here. It was like we always hype it. Up. I think he was the only one in you know in modern WWE that I had not seen in person. So when I finally got to see him, I was like, yep, it was worth every second of waiting. And you're getting to see like the peak. Like I've gotten to see Roman Reigns at pretty much like, you know, every iteration except for the shield. Right. Like I didn't get to ever see like, you know, a full blown like shield Roman. Um, But uh, WrestleMania was my first time. So I've seen the entire, the entire evolution of Roman Reigns and seeing him as the tribal chief. It's epic, man. It's It's like like the whole energy in the building just changes the moment that, that music drops. Yeah, like, it really is. Like it's electric, dude. Like he's he's the I, most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Yeah, I get. You know, I, I got to shoot a little bit real quick on our fellow Pod Foundation members. You know, the Turnbuckle Tavern guys, love them, man. Love you guys all my heart. But you know, between the two bad chads, Tom Montalto, and Mike Belcaster, uh, Hawk kind of came around on Roman, dude. Hawk was digging Roman. We took Hawk to to SmackDown in Memphis, and he was digging the Roman entrance, but. These guys still try to say that Kenny Omega is better than Roman. And I'm just like, no, man. Like, no. Like, I think Chad said that uh, that he thought Kenny's reign was better than Roman's. I'm like, dude, 
Kenny's reign was a bump on Roman's reign's ass. Look, Kenny Omega, his big belt collector reign, his pay-per-view opponents was Hangman Page, Christian, and fucking Pac and Orange Cassidy, you know? Yeah. And then he had the exploding death match with, with Moxley, dude. Look at the people Roman has run through during this run, dude. Kevin Owens, Jay Uso. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Edge. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. John Yeah, Pino. man. It's, yeah, oh, yeah. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Seth, he didn't beat Seth Rollins. I do got to point that yeah. out. He didn't beat my boy Seth, man. So Seth's the one person that's escaped with a win. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just, I, I think it's, like I said, man, you got to go back to Hogan's run in the 80s, dude, for the last time we saw something like this. So I'm yeah. just glad we, we got to see it uh, three times, man. We got to see it at SmackDown in Norfolk, November 2021. We were at SummerSlam this past year, and then we were at SmackDown in January. We got to see Roman come out and... Like I said, to me, man, I, I'm being a big 90s basketball fan. I never got to see MJ in person. To me, man, like I think seeing Roman Reigns during this run is the closest I'll get to seeing like Michael Jordan play basketball. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you know I'm right, dude. Oh, no, you are definitely not right. Like I, I, That's all I'm going to say. Let Trey do his thing. I'm, I'm not saying this is. Oh, we lost Jordan. He got he got so fired up. We lost him. Yeah, disconnected. Oh man, because he do was love talking too much. Roman bullshit. Reigns, like I created like a newfound love for him. Like obviously, I was I was always under the impression I'm like I like Roman Reigns, but I hate this thing that he's doing. So if they would like turn him heel, align him with the bloodline, and they legitimately did exactly what I've been fantasy booking for years. So when they finally pulled the trigger, I was like, yes, this is so beautiful to see. He's yes. everything that I imagined in my mind he could be, and now here he is doing it. It's it's very I don't know it's just it's crazy it's crazy to see and when you watch AEW I don't know man you can I love AEW I'm I'm one of the bigger AEW fans you'll find but I don't there's just nobody that really puts off the aura that Roman Reigns does and they I think Dude. that Kenny Omega may have the ability to do what he's doing but they haven't booked him to do those things and so that's yeah, kind of he's got cool moves man right Kenny Omega's moveset's awesome Kenny's a great performer man yeah a great nobody's performer, disputing that but I still don't think he's on the, the level with Roman dude here. the energy like you said the energy and the presentation that is behind Roman Reigns is like it's unmatched like there's nothing yeah, he doesn't have to do a you know a one-winged angel or you know a super duper double looper like dude just <laughs> Roman putting somebody in a chin lock dude like some can get as much of a reaction from the crowd yeah as dude and he's come so far does. and just like his like shit talking abilities in the ring. You know what I mean? Like he's just just all of his, um, you know, ad libs and everything are so good. Like I, I guess I got another Roman take too, man. Like so, like I said, I Roman's like probably number three in my all time favorite wrestler behind Brett and Seth Rollins. Uh, dude, I think Roman was right, man. Like he told Sami Zayn, you know, if you don't want to do this, you can go back to doing jackass shit. Because, yeah, that's what Sami Zayn was doing. He was a yeah. comedy act before he got with the bloodline. <laughs> and. Yeah. Dude, why would Sami Zayn stick up for Kevin Owens, man? Think about it. Kevin Owens has been a yeah. thorn in Sami Zayn's side forever, dude. Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn's highest moment in you know WWE was when he won the NXT Championship in December 2014. And what happened right after that? Kevin Owens fucking turned turns him, heel yeah. on him, power bo- power bombs him into the apron, dude. Like, let's go back, man. Like, why why would Sami Zayn side with Kevin Owens anyways, yeah. man? Well, they're obviously I'm on, I'm on the yeah. I mean, go they're ahead, obviously going with the uh, real world angle right. as well with them being like you know friends for like 30 years it seems like and you know Sami Zayn being the best man in his wedding but obviously at the same time they have this you know not hatred story towards history, each other but yeah. they have a story yeah like you said a story to history where they're you know that's what friends do they fight they get back together they fight 
They get back but together. But Kevin Owens doesn't have a good trouble. track record even beyond Sammy. Like he's turned on every friend oh, he's yeah. ever had. I mean, let's not forget, you know, Chris Jericho and like all the the, the craziness. Yeah, like, yeah. Rome, Roman's emotionally abusive, but he's still loyal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, KO, KO is one of the best. Like I've said it for years and years and years, and I'm finally like people are finally starting to take notice that he's like a top. For me personally, he's a top five wrestler in the world. Like I'll oh, yeah. put him oh, up yeah. against anybody. He may not have yeah. the. Roman Reigns look, but he, as far as like everything else that you could possibly tick, he's got it all. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that last week on the show, man. The, like it didn't seem like it at the time, but how big of a deal it was that WWE re-signed yeah. KO and yeah. Sammy yeah. around the same that time. You know, they, they seem like perfect candidates to go over to AEW, man. And what a great move by them by re-signing also. Exactly, like, dude. I mean, think about what if Sammy would have left, like what he would have missed out on. Like this is like, dude, and I said it last week too, that Sammy gave new life to the bloodline. The bloodline was just kind of like trading water. Like they were badass. They were running roughshod throughout the entire, you know, WWE. But it was just, that was just what it was, right? There was no extra component. And Sammy gave them that extra component that they needed to be able to just like push forward and, you know, just create deeper storylines and bringing in solo and like all the things that happened after that. Like, it's just, uh, it's, it's been beautiful, man. Like I've, I've loved every bit of it. Yeah. The, the match was really good. Uh, the spot where Roman's just smashing KO's head in the steps was cool. But I think, you know, the thing we all want to discuss this post yes. match, the post match, uh, angle, you know, scene, whatever you want to call it was just off the chain. Yeah. Man. I gotta uh, ask, I gotta ask Trey. Yeah. So like, how did it feel to be in the house for one of the greatest moments in recent pro wrestling history when Sammy just bashed Roman Reigns over the back with that chair? Like, I mean, the pop was insane. So I, I need to hear a firsthand account of like what that was like in that moment. I mean, it was true. It was truly a special moment. I mean, you could see it through the TV. I'm sure I've, I've went back and watched it, you know, just because I was there, I wanted to see what it looked like from the, you know, the director's cut, I guess. But it was it was really special. It was so I don't know if y'all even noticed on TV, but when he handed him the chair, right, and Roman steps up in front of him, Sammy like literally, I think he like budged the chair like a half inch. Yeah, and the whole yeah. crowd like gasped. You, like you could see it. Yeah, yeah. 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 They all went. <gasps> yeah, and it was like I don't know. Everybody was literally just hanging on the edge of their seat, waiting or what? Or is somebody going to come out? Is something going to happen? What's going to take place? And then as soon as he hit him, I mean, the place just lost its mind. It was probably the biggest. It's obviously, it's one of the biggest pops, what, in the last five years or I think so. it's the loudest one. Dude, I, I think it may ask- be the loudest ever, dude. It sounded like it shorted out the mics, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. you hear like a roar, and then it kind of flattens out, man. Like I said, I think I think it was so loud it threw the mics off, man. Yeah. I, you know, we were there at 33 when the Hardy the Boys Hardy came Boys. out. That's the which, loudest pop I've ever that heard That was a person. big one. It was an outdoor stadium, though, so that kind of kills the pop. You know, my, my gold standard for pops is still when – the Stone Cold Steve Austin helped mankind win the championship on that episode of Raw. Yeah. I think this was louder than that, man. This was like like straight up fifty thousand people just blowing the roof off the place. It was, man. It like, was thunderous. It was it was special. I I really like looking back at it, it's like, wow, I can't believe I was actually there for it. And I'm glad that I was. Yeah. And the tension that they built right before that moment happened, like it was, it was Roman literally being a big dog, you know, no play on words. Like he was like trying to just like beat Sammy into submission with, yeah, with his face, you know, and that's what, that's what like an animal does when they're trying to like, you know, get their peer or whatever. Like when they're trying to put them in line, like that's what they do. They put their face right on them. And like Sammy was kind of looking away and Roman's head was like right there, like smushing into him. And I was just like, God, dude, like they're building the tension with a knife. Like, or you could cut the tension with a knife and uh when that finally paid off dude it was just like holy yeah 
shit, dude. Like, here we go. So that was a moment. And then you got the next moment when, you know, they end up attacking Sammy. Yeah. And then it seemed like the crowd kind of collectively realized like, oh shit, Jay's not helping out. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then he rolls out of the ring. Everybody reacts to that. Everybody's like, oh, like you could hear the reaction from from just Jay leaving. You see him. He's like crying on the Titan Tron. And then it was almost like, I don't know, we were all witnessing a murder. And we I guess we kind of did because it seemed like (laughs) it seemed like a funeral after the show. I'm dead serious. Like everything was quiet. They after the camera stopped rolling, like Sammy and KO just laid there. They had to get like 10 referees to come out and like help them unchained them you know, helped them out of the ring, helped them, like, propped them up, leading them out of the arena. Everybody starts cleaning up, and it just was, like, silent, complete silence. It seemed like there was a funeral that took place right there. So it was like, it, yeah. like, yeah. it completely sucked yeah. everything out of the arena. It was crazy. The, the audience is definitely grieving the loss of Sami Zayn and the bloodline because that's been something that's just been such an awesome part of our week-to-week viewing for the last, like, eight or nine months, however long it's been. And, um, yeah, it was something that we knew would inevitably happen – but when it finally does happen, like you're just like, man, like what a ride, you yeah, know? Wanted um, it to keep going, man. Yeah, you want it to keep going. You want it to have a happy ending, even though it's like, you, you know, know, as horrible as it is. <laughs> but yeah, you want it to have a happy ending. But yeah, we know, like it, that's just not yeah. the way wrestling it, wrestling the, delivers. Yeah, the other thing you don't want to run into because uh, we talk about this a lot on the raw down is like, you know, how long can you go on with the story until it gets like stale? And I think they, I think they pulled the trigger at the right time. I think it's. Yeah, I think if they went any, if they kind of go, they try to go for another month or so and try to like, it, it would have just got stale at some point and people would have kind of like turned, not really fully turned on it. But I think this was like the perfect time when, right when Roman was like, this is your final test is going to be at Royal Rumble. They were pretty much telling yeah. you like, this is, this is the, like, you know, we're, we're at the story arc, right? We're at the middle of the story. Now here's the ending. Now we're going to yeah. the, now we're coming to the finish of it, and it and it catapults Roman Reigns into WrestleMania as the biggest heel. In oh the yeah, business. like legit. Like people are freaking pissed, dude, because people freaking love Sammy, and people are like, oh hell no. I mean, I think people still love Roman. I'm not saying that, but in in kayfabe, it's like, oh hell no. Like we are going for Sammy. Sammy is for the people, and I think it's really going to give Roman that that heel edge at uh, at Mania that so, he needs. So speaking of which. What are we thinking for the main event of Mania, man? Like, obviously, we know that they already announced Cody and Roman. Do you guys think that Cody is going to be able to keep the goodwill going? Or do we think that – do you guys see the crowd turning on him at some point? And, I think you know, so. Basically pulling like so. a, a Daniel so. Bryan in 2014 where you kind of just will somebody else in the main event. I don't no. think it's going to be Sammy. I think we've laid out a really good path to where it, this could put – we could put a nice little bow on all of this where he beats Sammy at Elimination Chamber – Jay somehow comes in, gets involved, or gets involved after the fact or something. And then th- that leads to Jay and Roman at WrestleMania. And that will be, it will be ending where it all started because the ultimate beef, the ultimate protagonist in all of this is Jay. It's yeah. not really Sammy. I say that too. Yeah. Sammy's been front center, but this is Jay Uso's yeah, story. Yeah. Jay Uso's story. Yeah. He's been the common thread throughout this entire story. So I feel like it would only be appropriate to end with. Um, with Jay, because I feel so like Jay can still like, draw. You think we get like Cody and Roman and Jay and Roman at Mania? Or no, I don't I, know. I mean, I think it's like I mean, a lot of ways announced- to do it because they've they've kind of made it interesting. I get the only thing I can see, obviously, like Jay's walking away, right? Well, they're still the tag champions. Are they going to like have it where yeah. Jay puts his half of the tag title on the line versus Solo or something, and then like he loses it, and mm. so Solo and yeah. Jimmy are tag champions? <laughs> and because Jay doubled down, he uh, he posted on Instagram. He said he was out of the yeah. bloodline. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They have, I mean, they have so much going on right now with so many characters and so many championships. I hope it's booked 
booked right, and I hope it like fleshes out. But one thing you can't have is you can't have Roman lose on night one and lose on night two in the main event both yeah. nights. No, like, that sounds like shit. Yeah, he's I think, once, yeah, I don't think he's losing yeah. both nights. I think I think they're continuing with it's going to be Cody and Roman. Not sure how it's going to like play out, but we got to see how the bloodline storyline plays out. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a repeat at all of the Daniel Bryan thing, only because Sammy was not in the Rumble. There was no like they they did it perfectly where he wasn't even thought of as a Rumble competitor. They so did he, that right he, too. If he was in the Rumble, I don't think that matter. I think I think it would be even more forgettable if he was in the Rumble. I think the way that they did it really helped Sammy out more than anything, dude. I think that's no, really well, what yeah. Got. Well, that's what they're going for because they need that big show uh, in, yeah. in Montreal to happen. Because he even said that on that he did an interview with Ariel Hawani the day before the Rumble, and he said, you know, he asked him straight up, you know, WrestleMania or you know, this Montreal show is happening because of me and Kevin. Like we 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 campaigned for this. This is, up, this is my hometown. And he said that that match, if he has a match with like, you know, Roman at Elimination Chamber in his hometown, that's a bigger thing for him than than a WrestleMania match. Just because I can see that yeah. that's gonna be a hot match. Yeah. I just feel like storyline wise, man, I don't know yeah, how they're I, gonna and the other thing too is because it's like you got Cody winning, but then you got this storyline that's more red hot than anything they've had in like the last yeah. 10 I know, years. You probably. can't you can't flub it up, dude. It's, it's like, one you of those, can't mess it up. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where like obviously Sammy is a well loved like guy, but as a like for a WrestleMania it's like you know, it, it's the stars. Like it's like the star power. Not that Sami Zayn's not a like he doesn't have star power. He's not a superstar. But it, it's it, it's more of the look than anything. And, and not to yeah. get and not to get too political. If they are campaigning to sell, and there's a certain country that's willing to sell, they can't have a certain person as a champion. Yeah, that's of true. A, of a certain descent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's 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 that you know that. And not, like I said, I didn't want to get go down that road, but just True, being but realistic. That but that doesn't keep yeah. uh, that doesn't keep Jay from being in the main event. Oh no, exactly. Media, yeah, you know. I, so I just yeah, I don't think it's. I don't know. I just. I mean, I, I we we discussed this at length last week, so I'm not trying to rehash everything that we talked about. But it's it is mania is for the big names and like the, it's the grandest stage, and most of the time yep. they do whatever's going to, you know, look the best, put the most butts in seats. Yeah. But at the same time, like. This is this is unlike anything that we've seen in wrestling in recent years. Like this storyline has ha, it still has legs after two years. Like it's wait, yeah. what the hell, you know? So like that final scene of the can't, night, it you felt can't like George R. R. Martin this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to pay us. You have to pay us off. And you know, like not screw this up. Yeah, I mean, you can you can still stretch it out to like a summer. Like you don't have to like pull the trigger at mania for like true but roman after roman gets uh, after roman gets defeated it's not the same well, and cody can't lose this yeah match. cody can't lose gone, so it's like at, that's the other thing i think roman's i think like after this mania roman's gone for a few months like, i think he's yeah, taking some time sense. off and he'll come back around SummerSlam time like I, like i said i think this like this is the end of the story like it'll end with you know sammy and everything and then they'll continue on with jay um and then uh, it's just like you said, we get a you. Know, if you think about like the business side of things, it's like yes, storyline wise, Jay Roman, Sammy Roman makes sense. But as far as like a mania match, it's but it's already yeah. sold out. That's the thing. Yeah, like it's our the, the the event has already sold out. They can out, book whatever so they, they want. can book whatever the True. hell they, they want. They can put Chad Gable in the main event. Exactly, if they want to. dude. Oh, no, so no, God, I, no. I just think like fan service <laughs> and people who go to Mania. Like I know there's a lot of casuals, but dude, that's some of the most hardcore of the hardcore fans yeah. that go to Mania. Dude, we we know 
that Sami Zayn and Jay Uso are like important. We don't have to be told that like, oh, this is Cody. He's a big deal. So that's why he's at Mania. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we we're smart enough to know that like this storyline has been playing out for the last two years and really picked up steam in the last freaking nine months. Like, just give us what we give us what we want in Batista's yeah. voice. You know, give me what I want. Uh, Jordan, you've been pissed off ever since I said Roman was the uh, MJ arrested man. We'll give you the final <laughs> word on it. What matches or singular match is Roman going to have at WrestleMania? Only going to have one. He's wrestling Cody on night two of WrestleMania. I think Rhea and Charlotte is made of vetting night one. I yeah. just, I, I don't see him wrestling two matches. I, I, I just don't see the point of it at, at this point. I think you can stretch this out a little bit longer. I think the Usos end up wrestling KO and Sammy at WrestleMania for the titles. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like they're going to stretch it out even longer. If you, if you can squeeze the juice out of this for another six months, why wouldn't you? I mean, the it ain't like the storyline's going to die at WrestleMania. So yeah. I do yeah. think Cody has to win, though. I, True, I, but like I, I said, it's just it's different, though. It's going to hit different because nobody's beat Roman up to this point. It's going to be mean? for like, one. Kinda, it's going to be for one title, though. He's not winning both titles. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like they're going to ditch the WWE Championship and bring back the Winged Eagle for Cody. Is what it sounds yeah, like. That's what. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. That's so, all. Yeah. They're, that they're not. They're who, who would have thought Cody would be the one to bring us back the wing, the winged eagle? I mean, he's the one that got us the Intercontinental yeah. title back, yeah. the White Intercontinental title. So, so the, Cody's the all Uso, about the history. The Usos taking on KO and Sammy was my original plan, but if Jay drops, that's my exactly. only issue. I don't know what happens. If Maybe it's like a Freebird situation. I think we could see, you know, you'd have to figure out something else for KO to go do, but I could see like Sammy and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo Sokoa. Like that match is You can go that. Yeah, that'd be a banger, dude. I mean, they're gonna yeah. have the tag titles defended on two nights of WrestleMania, though. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, definitely go back and watch that. Uh, well, watch Triple H's interview at that uh, that presser that they did after Royal Rumble. And yeah, he's oh, he's yeah. all he's Triple, all in on he's all in on Cody. Dude. Triple H is not in charge by WrestleMania. That's that's my next point. <laughs> he is not well, in your, charge. That's of, your fantasy booking. But no, no, it's not. That is not fantasy booking. <laughs> that is what's actually going to happen, dude. No you chance. can already tell a little bit on Sunday that Vince has his hands back in things a bit. I, I just, yeah. I, I do. mean, we, it, we just we know Triple H is only in charge for as long as Vince allows him to be in charge. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, yeah, maybe maybe Vince will it'll be cool to just take a step back because he sees people are generally like in the direction things oh, are going yeah. but oh, of that's, course they'll be cool know. with that yeah that's like you saying uh romans michael jordan vince will just be cool with sitting back in the cut <laughs> i mean that's a, if that's no, a case, i mean he, he could be cool but then like it wouldn't like I, he could be cool for like a month dude and then it wouldn't surprise me if he just woke up on a random wednesday morning and was like goddamn pal i'm taking back I'm over coming yeah. back, every time yeah. every, every time mj <laughs> celebrated who was right behind him phil jackson well, vince, vince is the phil jackson to roman reigns michael jordan i mean there you go i mean if, if he's gonna if vince is gonna yes. come back then cody's on a hell of a win streak then he's gonna beat everybody in a row because he was like that when uh he beat seth rollins every yeah. chance that he got when vince was in power so cody yeah cody back. had his big big <laughs> glow up under the vince uh the vince regime all right we got to uh keep it moving uh, let's hear from the two bad chads and we'll get into the weekly beverage break. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. 
All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we talk about what we're sipping on while we pod. I'll get it started. I am drinking from uh, Amagang Brewery out of New York, Neon Boodle. So this is a tropical raspberry hazy IPA. Uh, this is like right in my wheelhouse for the kind of beers that I like. I love nice, uh, like fruity, uh, boozy IPAs. It's 6.8% alcohol. The Neon line is something that they've had going for a few years, and I've picked up pretty much everything they've had. So if you get a chance to get anything from Amagang uh, in their Neon line of IPAs, definitely pick it up. Sheena, what are you sipping on? I'm sipping on a Sequench Ale. Um, it's a sour. Is it Session? Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head by, by uh, yeah, Dogfish Head. And uh, it is blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. This is taking me back to the island because I feel like this was always a- No, no, that was in Virginia. Was it Virginia? Yeah, that's where we had that. Yeah, oh, okay. so this was, always, uh, this was like a staple so in our rotation. One, you know, we, we definitely lost out on the uh, the crab brew scene when we left from Norfolk, Virginia to, to here. Uh, we don't have a total line near us, man. So yeah. we kind of got a piece together, our craft beer selections. But when I was down in Texas, I made sure to hit the- uh, the total line there in Fort Worth. Yeah, so but it's been a while. A this is the first. Favorites. This is the first sequence that we've had Probably in about a year. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, so it was. It was definitely nostalgic. So I was like, oh man, these we used to have these in the cooler nonstop. All right, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking uh, the beer is called Ears Up. It's from Fernson Brewing Company in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This was brewed for South Dakota State University, so it's their university beer. It's pretty damn good. Marco. Uh, keeping it chill tonight with a uh, just a classic uh, El Segundo Brewing Broken Skull American Lager. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Just, just keeping it a chill night on the uh, in, in the midweek. I feel you, Trey. What about you, man? Uh, just a casual diet doozy. You know, got to keep it flowing. <laughs> diet <laughs> doozy. <laughs> Trey, do you drink, Love dude? It. Or are you straight up? Are you sober all the She's way? Straight edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way sober. Nice, dude. Straight at the straight edge. We, did, uh, we, got, we got several straight YouTube edges in superstar. the uh, yeah in the um Diabuzzi. That's Diabuzzi. good, man. We'll pro- the rest of us probably pass away early, and you can we'll leave you the uh, podcast, man. You can inherit it and rebrand it. The MDT <laughs> I'm not, show. I'm going to live forever. This is the only time I drink is on this show. All right, <laughs> let's hear from Extra Cooler, and then we will get to do some figure talk. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. For the figure for our weekly wrestling figure segment, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your purchases there. Trey, go ahead and plug your code too, man. So it's code MD Toys at WrestlingFigures.com. Also, Extreme Sets. You can use code MDT to save fifteen percent over there. That's for the figure backgrounds, crowd pop up arena stuff like that. Yeah, they make really uh, quality stuff there, man. I've been thinking about pulling the trigger on the. Um, 
the one that they have, like the Hammerstein Ballroom. Have you seen that one? I have seen that. Yeah, that looks dope. Uh, I think that. Yeah, would, I just I, I hate seeing the like the two everywhere. Like you know, it gets a bit repetitive, and I'm like, everybody has the same crowd background. That's why I get mine like custom made now. But yeah, I uh, yeah, the, I, I'll have to get the I'll have to find the name of the uh, IG account, man. We'll uh, we'll throw it in the in the show notes, man. There's somebody he's actually got MDT signs and like Chick Foley show signs in his oh, yeah. uh, extreme oh, sets. Oh man, crowd I can't believe we can't remember his his handle. Dude. Yeah, we'll I can't have, remember, man. We'll have to yeah, do we'll a shout out next show. Out. I just, dude, I, I kind of want that one, man, to go with like the new gen set and stuff, but it's just the real estate, dude. I got a little bit smaller, um, you know, figure set up for in our new house than we had it at the place in Norfolk. Um, and those things are big, dude. Like the extreme sets things, they take up some serious real estate. Remember in Hawaii Sheen where we had, we had the, we had the arena and the backstage. Yeah. <laughs> like we had the whole half our stadium. Whole, our whole garage was like taken up with the, uh, the arena. <laughs> yeah. So from dude, how, every, what's that? Yeah. They're massive. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's why, like, um, you know, a lot of people want like the raw stage for the next crowdfund for Mattel, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I have space for it, man. Like, I probably wouldn't even have that stage. I'll probably that'll probably just be, you know, depending on what figures they drop with it. If I actually even get that, yeah. So, I- kicking off um, figure talk, I do want to ask Trey really quickly: which figure, what's your most wanted figure from this year's Royal Rumble? If you could only make one. So if I could only make one from the entire night, I felt like a lot of people had some pretty interesting gear. The only one that really like stands out like super toyetic to me is probably Bray Wyatt, I'd say. Yeah. But same. I, For sure. I, I didn't I wasn't a big fan of Finn Balor's gear. I thought that was weird. How it's like offset silver and black. I thought that was kind of weird. And then two different no. boots to me. Rick Steiner did it, man. Everybody else is just a wannabe, man. I don't know. That's really the only time I've been a fan of like two different boots or two different shoes or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wouldn't care for Finn Balor. And then Seth Rollins was always drippy, you know. And then Cody was also oh, yeah. very drippy. So why was everybody Seth wearing was cool. neon and yellow on Saturday night? I didn't understand that one. It just, I don't know. It really stuck out in the women's rumble too. The women's yeah. rumble like there was, was just, so much neon. Yeah, they went crazy with the hair color. Dude. Yeah, like, if you owned a hair color company, like your stock went up on Saturday night. Yeah, we, we've already, we've discussed before how women in wrestling like that's how they get a makeover. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna change my hair color now. I'm a heel, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh god. Blue hair Sasha was pretty mage. She was, yeah. yeah. Just I mean, you know, doesn't make you any less or more mage, but yeah, it just seems like that seems to be the the go to for like, yeah, I need a character change, so I'm just gonna change my yeah. hair color. I really Seth's probably my number two behind Bray. I I love the uh, you know I'm a child in the '90s, man. So like that '96 All Star Game aesthetic was really really cool. Going back to the MJ, right, Jordan. Yep, going back to MJ. <laughs> All right, so let's do a quick uh, recap of figure news from the week. So we had the, it was actually about a week ago, we had the uh, latest round of WWE reveals. We're finally getting Brother Love in the Legends series. Okay, I guess I got you guys stunned into silence, man. Am I, am I the only one that was juiced up for Brother Love? I no, love you. You're correct, you're correct. So... For me, I haven't. Even, I was out of town, obviously, when they revealed them, so I couldn't even. I ha, I still haven't done a news video on it, so I my first thoughts haven't even been shared really. But I thought that the brother love was huge. I can't wait to. I mean, I'm going to be grabbing a couple of him just to have that white suit, you know, put some other guys in white suits. And I thought I, I'm I'm pretty hyped for the full wave. I think the full wave looks dope. Yeah, I'm probably passing on that Undertaker. It is a pretty cool figure, um, like an early '97 Undertaker. Uh, definitely getting the Nation of Domination, D'Lo Brown, probably pass on the chase. Dude, I'm bummed, man. Ivy's custom figgies hooked me up with a sweet uh, custom comma, Mustafa. Uh, he made off of the the comma Supreme Fighting Machine. So I actually have like 
a custom that's basically exactly like this figure we're getting coming up, but I'll probably still go and grab it to get the real thing. I'm always, I'm always really nervous. Anytime I mess around with any of my custom figures. Uh, we've, it was announced that March 1st, the new Coliseum collection is dropping. This is the, uh, Jake, the snake and Rick Rude. Are you guys grabbing this? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm getting this. I'm definitely getting, I'll probably get two of them. I'll probably get, you know, I've, I've been doing a men on card ultimate set and a loose. So I'll probably have to grab two of that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, uh, I'm debating if I'm going to get two or not. So I definitely need the Jake. The Rick Rude for one of them, I'm definitely going to get, and I'm going to send to Ivy again. Again, Ivy is an awesome customizer. Ivy's custom figgies on Instagram. He's Ivan Milanovic in the uh, Facebook group. Really, really quick work. I think I'm going to take that Rick Rude and get it customized in the uh, the Simply Ravishing gear. That's the the white tights with like uh, Simply Ravishing like airbrushed and a bunch of different colors on them. So I'm going to get a custom made of that. I don't know if I need the purple one or not, man. Like I kind of like it for nostalgia just because it's just like the... Uh, it's, you know, obviously it's like the LJM, but it's also really like that series one Hasbro figure. Um, but I'm definitely getting that one customized, man. I just, I, I like the, I like the idea of the Coliseum line, but I feel like sometimes they give us like the most plain version of guys, you know? Yeah. yeah and we've, I mean, it's, I don't know, like I like the characters and I understand like the historic value of the characters and the attires they chose. It's just that they're kind of, they, they don't, you know, they don't explode the needle. They don't, you know, they don't move the needle right. too, too much in, in one direction. So it's like, I feel like it's, especially that J. Didn't we just get that exact Jake in the yes. Legends line? Yeah. Yeah. Pants? Yep. yeah. No, no, the uh, green pants. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's just I don't know. Like I love the I love the little Easter eggs and the little tips of the cap that they do. I think that's amazing. You know, they did it with Jax with the ruthless aggression line. They did it here, and yeah. so I love that about it. I just think that um, I'm hoping that you know we get some more. I guess the word, I don't know what the word would be. I guess flamboyant gear, or like, you know, better gear for, for some of these guys. I want like that. the warrior. Give us like that LJN warrior, you know, with the orange tights and the black boots. That was yeah. actually like a pretty unique look for the warrior because he hardly ever wore black boots and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, these, I, I love the line. I love the thought of the line. But yeah, sometimes the figures are like maybe just a little bit underwhelming, at least with wave two. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do for wave three. Uh, we saw like the final shots of the uh ultimate aj and ultimate razor ramon yeah uh jordan man i'm gonna toss this to you first because you kind of got my my mattel collection kick-started when you hooked me up with that defining moments razor ramon and this is basically a remake of that man what did you (laughs) what do you think of the two executions of the ultimate razor um i think it's good i don't know if this is necessarily something we needed um just because i i love that defining moment so much um I, I guess the chase is cool. I mean, I'll definitely try to get them both just because I'm a completionist on Ultimate Editions. But I don't know, man. I just I kind of feel underwhelmed with this line, honestly, or this set. Uh, obviously, I'll get the AJ. I'm excited for that. But I don't know, man. Two razors in the same set is just I think it's overkill. Yeah, I'm actually probably I'm going to get the red one just because it's a new one. I'm actually passing on on the purple razor, man, just because I I'm, I mean, I feel like the defining moment, especially with the butterfly joints, I feel like it's almost the articulation almost like makes the figure look messy, man. I kind of prefer the elite, man. Like, Trey, where are you at between elites and ultimates? So the previous Ultimate Edition torso was god-awful before the butterfly joints. I thought it was just atrocious, to be honest with you. And I still hate the ultimate torsos. I think the butterfly joints can be worth it, like if you dress them up the right way. 
But I think I'm with you. I think the elites right now are just the best thing go. Like the ultimate Roman is not as good as the top picks Roman, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It just looks yeah. ugly with the shirt off. It, it, and you know, you when you get, the, I'm afraid for a Randy Orton. Apparently, we're going to be getting a Randy Orton here soon. And yeah. I'm afraid of his like shoulder tattoos. Like when it extends the butterfly joint, I feel like that's oh, going to yeah. It's going to be weird aesthetically. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I just think elites are the pinnacle right now obviously ultimates have all the smoke and you know all the bells and whistles with the accessories and stuff and everybody adores them but i think they're real money outside of maybe i don't know a few like the brock lesnar new ultimate i think it's literal perfection yeah but outside yeah of, it was know, great so like outside of that i think elites are where they're just so consistent so home run that it's like it's hard to find a problem with an elite yeah, the ultimates really shine for me on stuff like the new Bret Hart that's coming out where you can do like the molded but still posable jackets and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. They're really good as far as straight up like figures like, you know, once you're getting down to like, you know, putting them in the ring and playing with them or whatever. I feel like the elites just look way better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Bret Hart is up for um, the Bret Hart is up for pre-order on Target. Uh, Marco, what's what's it been like in the Northeast, man? Like, what's the distribution like? Are you guys better off pre-ordering or are you better off just waiting and getting into the store? Because I know down south, man, we're almost always finding them on the pegs before pre-orders are shipping. Um, surprisingly, it's it's gone like way better for some reason. Uh, a lot more, a lot more on the uh, on the pegs are actually have like the uh, the legends line with like you know uh, Shamrock and all that stuff. Um, plenty of Brock Lesnar's. For the ultimate edition, plenty of warriors. Um, that actually has been, like I said, surprisingly easy to get stuff, which is which kind of scares me a little bit because <laughs> uh, I feel like at some point it's going to like stop uh, coming at some point. Not not to reference that pre-show thing that we're going to do, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's actually. <laughs> so I, I like it, 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 I haven't really pre-ordered anything on Target because I've been pretty lucky enough to just like kind of walk into one. Um, well, going back to like the uh, the the AEW figures, the Target exclusive ones, I was able to just walk in and grab a Sammy and walk in and grab a a Darby. Um, so yeah, I haven't I haven't really pre ordered anything at all. The Macho Man's I've been easy it was easy to get as well for the Ultimate Edition. So yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, not saying you know if you have to pre order, definitely pre order. But around here for now, I'm not doing that. Yeah, for me, unless it's like a crowdfund situation, I'm kind of off pre ordering at this yeah. point. Uh, Sheen, so this Brett's a remake of arguably the best Brett figure of all time, yeah. the the ringside exclusive, exclusive pink yeah. and black attack. Yep. So we upgraded ours. We had a really, really nice um, soft, soft goods jacket coat. made by X9 Figure Studios on Instagram. She's out of out of Taiwan. I actually think she's isn't making custom gear for figures anymore, but it was an incredible piece. What do you think? Is this going to be an upgrade over the uh, the soft goods, man? Because I'm kind of I think I got to wait to to get it in hand to really check it out. Um. I don't know. I mean, there there's pros and cons to both. I like the detail that's able to be on this, like with like the paint apps and stuff like that. But I still feel like the soft goods is where it's at with the the little um, fringes like that just makes the coat, dude, like yeah. the little fringes along the shoulder pads in the back. Um, but I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that figure right there. That ultimate edition, like it's awesome. Trey, do you got to go to a person for a custom soft goods? So I used to go to what was it? His name was Gareth Grandin. I don't know. I, th- I want to say he's like in charge of one of them now, but I can't remember the name of it. That's who I used to go to all the time. And then for a little bit there, like back when I'd say maybe like 2017, 18, maybe even 19. I mean, I would order 
custom cloth goods all the time. And then it just got to a point where I stopped doing it for whatever reason. And I haven't really picked it back up. And I've been under the like PWR Lucha is probably the one that I would probably go to now. I've had, yeah, he does get stuff. And his is, you know, it's no Velcro most of the time. And, you know, you could get cool graphics and it doesn't stain. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. So PWR Lucha is pretty good. And his graphics are so clean and stuff like that. So I, I think I'd probably say him if I had to pick one. So we used to go with, it was custom underscore figure underscore shirts on Instagram. Uh, this dude was awesome, man. He did the best work at any of like, as far as t-shirts go, he did the best work at any of the folks that we ever really messed around with on this stuff, man. And honestly, like, dude, I'm worried. I, I think the COVID might've got him, dude. Cause he was gone for like a year. And then on July 6, 2020, he posted and said, I'm back. And then no post. And then no post since then, man. Yeah. So Jeez. I don't know what happened to this dude. He just called yeah. the face. And I've actually DM'd him a couple times, not even trying to place orders, just like checking hey, in. Like, dude, are yeah. you okay, man? Like, are you alive? Like, what's going on? And just nothing, dude. Like, he's just he's it's, just fell off the face of the it's earth. Funny you say that. I have a story similar to that. I ordered a cut. Like, it was like as soon as I started collecting. I'm talking about really early on in my collecting WWE Elite. You know, kind of Mattel journey. I ordered two customs from this guy. Fantastic work. Like some of the best work I've ever received in my life. And one day he just disappeared off the face of the planet. Did never heard from him again. Haven't seen any of his work since then. And we're talking like seven, eight years ago or something like that. Wow. I'm like, I hope this dude's okay. Yeah. Speaking of um, people that, uh, you know, excellent customizers that kind of fell off the face of the earth and then, uh, now they're back. Forbidden Figurines is back in the game, dude. So back she back in the belt game. Do you, do you get any belts from her, Trey? I want to say I have a couple, but I've never ordered directly. So I have, okay. like, you know, I have like a few in the collection that have passed from different owners and stuff like that. Yeah, fantastic work. You know, does does really incredible work. Probably, I mean, maybe next to Dan, like they're at the top of the game. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we interviewed. Yeah, yeah, we interviewed Dan. We talked about how Forbidden had gotten out of the had had gotten out of the game. So I wanted to give you guys an update. If you weren't aware, she did send out um, like a message and said, "It's like you know, the AEW trios belts are going to be our first drop." So. Yeah, and she she kind of like you know gave some transparency on um, you know what kind of went down with the business and whatnot. So yeah. that was cool. Um, and I think a lot of times speaking of just like kind of these people going off, I think when you start to like make money on things that are like your hobby and you're passionate about and you get overwhelmed, it can cause you to just like be like, screw it. Like it makes you not, yeah, it makes you not want to do it anymore. So I can see how those people just kind of just like ditch their Instagram accounts and say, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, me, you and Margo experienced that with the pod for a little bit, you know, there towards the end of 2021, man, when we were cranking out the weekly, I mean, Jordan was there with us too. Jordan, this was before Jordan Jordan came on the main cast. He was doing all the Patreon shows, dude. It was a lot, man, between working and then, uh, you know, potting two nights a week because that pretty much eats up your whole night between the the planning. I'm sure Trey, you probably experienced that too, with all the content that you have to, to dish out too. Uh, We're just kind of like a little bit of burnout where you're just like, what, am I doing here? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you, know? you like blink and you know, it's just my God, like right now I have like seven or eight videos that I need to make. Like I'm behind. Usually I'm like, well, what can I do? And now I'm like, what? Like I need to get shish done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hear from uh, J bone and coming down the aisle. And then we will get into how many chicks. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, 
Each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on eat up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. It's time for How Many Chicks. This is the segment where I have randomly selected one of our almost 1,400 wrestling figures in our collection. He's inside uh, Undertaker's casket, and Sheena's going to unveil it and give us a uh, live on-the-spot review of the figure and just talk a little bit about it. Um, real quick, though, before we get into it, do you guys think Sami Zayn needs to bring back the OG theme for the Elimination Chamber match in Montreal? We're always oh, yeah. we're expecting against Roman. Absolutely, sure. yep. Yep. Yeah, I just don't just don't throw your shoulder out going to the elimination. I think chamber. he needs to bring back the um, the old gear too, man. I think he needs to ditch the cargo pants and go back to the the tights he used to rock the in tights. NXT. Tights and the t shirt. What I do you agree. think, Jordan? Are you cargo cargo pants or tights? Oh, definitely tights. No, no cargo right. pants for me. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I take a piss. So no, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Sami Zayn. At, uh, assuming he's going to face Roman at Elimination Chamber, if he needs to go back to the tights. Oh, hundred percent. Nobody's tights. gotten a handy in cargo pants since now. Yeah. I would uh, almost say even cut the hair, dude. Give us, <laughs> give it, give us a flashback. I, I to like, like to rebuke that. Summer. I wore cargo pants in high school, Sheena. So, <laughs> and I definitely got a handy while I wore those. Oh man! All right, so uh, Sheena is about to unveil the figure for. How many chicks? I didn't, I didn't upload the uh, drum lo- the uh, drum roll sound effects. Wow. So I said on the drum table. load. Yeah. <laughs> What's the drum okay. load, Seth? Drum load. Oh, looks like we got us an MVP. It is here. Elite One MVP. I'm coming. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> you hear the clock ticking. You about to stop living. I want you to remember me. But the dead don't have no memory. I'm coming. <laughs> nobody can stop me. Nobody can hold me. Nobody can control me. I'm coming. I still think somebody needs to make like a sexual parody of that song, man. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, Drop the man. beat. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, I, you know this is an interesting one, man, because we you know obviously we're 101 series deep at this point. This is Elite One MVP. This is one of the initial six figures that Mattel rolled out there for the Elite line, which. I think is without a doubt the best, uh, you know, the best line in, in wrestling figure history at this point. Uh, Sheena, tell us about it. I recommend folks, if you're not familiar with this figure, go on wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. That's like the best uh, site for all the all the knowledge and pictures and stuff and all these figures and just look up Elite Series 1 MVP. So, Sheena, give us your, uh, your breakdown on this figure. I mean, for it to be Series 1, it looks, it still looks pretty damn good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, he's got the... Uh, you know, the 305 and the MVP chain. He's wearing an all black, like bodysuit with, sh- you know, shorts, blue, blue paint apps on the side. I got MVP on the back, protect this ring down the, the arm and uh gloved up knee pads. Got the MVP logo on the black boots. Um, got a headband, removable headband, two removable chains. Yeah. Two removable yep. chains. And he's got the little, um, the breathe right strip on the nose. <laughs> I think it's the best figure from elite one, man. If you go back to the elite one set, a lot of those don't really hold up, man. I feel like that is, I feel like he's one of the few that does though. All these years later, I mean, we're going on almost 13 years. Yeah. I was going to say it looks then. really good for it to be elite one for sure. Uh, Trey, you got any elite one figures in your collection? 
I'm pretty sure I have all of them except for the Jeff Hardy, obviously. The Jeff Hardy, the, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Ray Mysterios from around this time. Speaking of Elite One, the the Ray Mysterio from around this time. All of them in those long pants are god awful. They like their legs felt like they're going to snap in half. Um, <laughs> I feel like his head was always too small, man. So yeah, like they always it, sculpted his head too small. Yeah, the Ray head, figures yeah. have definitely come a long way. They've been the worst figures you've ever seen, and now they're kind of the best figures you've ever seen. Yeah, they're bangers here. The last last the, handful that's come out. The edge from that set is pretty god awful, especially in the head sculpt. The MVPs again. The MVP is the MVP from the set. It's really yeah. beautiful. Like that. I mean, you got like sculpted sleeves on the cuffs. You got gloves. Kind of looks like Hook. Look at that little hook face on here. It looks, wow. it looks. I always think of Hook because Brett always thinks he's got his little like cockeyed mouth. But yeah, you know? like the the molding on like they could easily could have cheaped out and just done it smooth. But you see, like like you said, the little wrinkles on the wrist on the sleeve yeah, and so stuff, the, man. Like that. You got molding. that the the headband with the deco on the headband. You got the chain. And he's got the molded. He's got the molded braids into the yeah. in the hair. He's got the cornrows. Really he's got the the kick pads with the. With the deco, and then he even has the you know the the Jeff Hardy style torso or the Shield style torso, where it's got like the sculpted, tight fitted shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they really went all out on this one. It's it's easily probably the best one in Elite One. Yeah, I think it's the best one for Elite One. It's definitely MVP's uh, best figure. Even that suited basic was pretty freaking awesome though that they dropped uh, last year um, on us. But you gotta you gotta go with the ser- the series nine too as well is pretty good. Yeah, elite nine series nine, nine is really good too. I like this one better because it's long sleeves. The series nine yeah. was uh, sleeveless, right? Yeah, I think I sold you my series nine MVP, Marco. Yes, you did. Right? That was yeah. a long yeah. time ago. With all the yeah. accessories, yeah, the uh, the chains, the headband, all that stuff. Yeah, that's all good. right. So let's get into uh, how many chicks we're giving it zero point zero to five point oh. I'm gonna give this one, man. I give it. I'm gonna give it a four point four, man. I give it a little bit of bonus points for being so old and still holding up so good. So, uh, Marco, what do you give it, man? Oh man, I, it's it's the namesake. I got to go with the five. I mean, nice. come on, I can't. I, I can't <laughs> go any MVP. lower than that. Jordan. Um. Yeah, I'll go with a four point five on this one. It is a really good fig for being a hundred series old. So. Um, definitely the best God, one of hundred series old. Definitely the best one of that series. So yeah, I like that fig a lot. All right, Trey. Uh, it's a zero to five scale, man. What do you what do you give Elite One MVP? I think I'm gonna go four point five as well. I think the only thing really docking it is maybe like the the way they did the kick pads is like I don't know. It's kind of I know it's obviously early, but the lower leg and then you just connect the kick pad right there to it with the knee pad. It's something that's become standard for Mattel for the uh, shorter guys. We saw this with the Elite 101 Ricochet, you know, so the more things change, the more they stay the same, man. (laughs) If you're a shorter guy, like they still haven't made like a a kick pad mold for shorter dudes, man. That's kind of weird that. Cause yeah, right. Didn't elite one one ricochet have the same issue? Well, that's, that's what we call here on my channel. We call that Johnny Gargano syndrome. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. That was so, the, yeah, that was the crux of all the Gargano elites we've gotten. Yeah. So this is actually, there's like two. So what this is right here on this MVP, they gave him a different, they gave him like a rock elite lower leg and then they stuck a kick pad in it is what it looks like. And then for the, around this time they had, a edge lower leg but i guess that would have made him too tall like you said that like the edge kick pad and but they also had the cm punk in this set so i don't know why they went with like i don't know there's a bunch of options they could have went with and they they went with this so i don't know mattel you know how they are they're weird they like yeah yeah. they do weird things all the time so so for anybody that's gotten to the collection the last uh couple years just know strange parts choices has been a thing from the very start at this point it's almost a trademark of the elite line but i will yeah. say i will take some weird part choices if it keeps them in scale dude scale is like 
my thing, man. I think that's what's made the elite line so good is um, all the, you know, the variants and sizes and stuff. Yeah. And if you're into, you know, uh, all the weird part choices and stuff, I feel like Trey is like an expert. Anytime I watch any of his videos, he's like, you know, yeah, this is the such and such arm and the such and such. I'm like, what the dude? How do you know all of this? You know, he's got the spreadsheet he's that, the sp- that Sweaty Bill uses. Yeah, uh, exactly, dude. He's together. got the whole like parts list, you know. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, Trey Trey is a genius on that kind of stuff. So, I appreciate. Sheen, what was your uh, rating? Um, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half as well. I think it's it's good for like Jordan said for being a hundred series old, still holds up. Um, just an overall good figure. All right, Sheen, do we got listener mail? Oh yeah. All right, Johnny JB's kicking us off with a quick food question. He says, you have a plate of buffalo wings in front of you. What dressing are you ordering with it, ranch or blue cheese? I'm ranch girl all the way, dude. If it's if it's like basic style wings, I'll go ranch. If it's something, if I'm at like a nice restaurant or it looks like it's going to be something like kind of fancier, I'll go blue cheese and class it up a little bit. Well, what fancy restaurant are you ordering wings at? I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't really go to any fancy restaurants. Cheesecake Factory. Hell yeah, the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all theoretical, dude. But True. yeah. FTC uh, has to be all right. confirmed. Speaking, speaking of uh, Cheesecake Factory. You're not going to ask the rest of the guys? I'm asking them right oh. now. Jesus. My bad. Marco, are you a ranch or a blue cheeser? You sound oh, like you were tuning up to go ahead and move on to the next question. My I'm bad. A, I'm going I'm to I'm take a stance. I'm a blue cheese person with the wow. uh, buffalo wings. Yeah. <sighs> I know Jordan. I can already talk to Jordan. Are you a ranch? Are you a rancher? I live in the Midwest. Of course, I'm a rancher. That's right. That's right. All right, Trey. Are you holding it down for the South? Are you Are you ranching it with us? Are you going fancy blue cheese? It's ranch all the way. I I can't stand (laughs) blue cheese, bro. It's It's just terrible. I can't. I've tried. Like I'm. I'm always open on new foods and trying things yeah. and all that stuff. Like I'll try any food pretty much one time. And if it sucks, obviously I'll never pick it up. Blue cheese is that exact thing. I'm not going to, I tried it. I've even given it a couple chances. I'm like, no bro, I just can't do it. I've given blue I, cheese quite a few chances and I'm pretty open to most foods and blue cheese, just whatever reason, it does not do it for me. Man. I do prefer ranch over blue cheese just to, you know, set the record straight. I'm with you guys, but like I said, I just there's a few situations where I would prefer blue cheese. I feel like if it's something super super spicy, blue cheese has a little bit more of a uh, cooling effect than ranch yeah. does. Also, it's a little bit heavier. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Sambro says, "How would Roman do in AEW, and how would MJF do under Triple H in WWE?" MJ, take a look at what the Miz has done. Oh, God, maybe stop. I, I think that would be MJF's career in WWE, man. Pretty much like a couple little one-off, couple month reigns as WWE champ, whole bunch of mid-card title runs. Yeah. Roman would Roman would probably just take over for Tony Khan and just run AEW. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Let me see real quick. Zach Hertzler says, will the groundhog see his shadow or not on Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day is tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow? It is. That would be correct. February 2nd. Yes, he will see his shadow. So if he sees, so what's the what's the lore? If he sees a shadow, if he sees a shadow, six it's more weeks, like a couple more weeks of winter. Six weeks will if bring he, wintry if, weather. Six more weeks of winter. I thought it was if he doesn't see a no, shadow. No, if he sees his shadow, he, if he, sees and his retreats, shadow, he retreats back into his burrow, and we six have more six weeks more weeks of winter. winter. So if he doesn't see his shadow, on, spring bozo. is upon us. But if he sees his shadow, that means the sun is out. It feels like the shadow should make like for the less s- winter. The shadow. <laughs> Shut up. Oh man. 
Um, next question, uh, Sambro says, how long until WWE crowd starts booing Cody Cena style? I'm gonna throw this one to Marco since he's the resident Cody Mark in the uh, in the group. What, what was the finish of the question? So how long until the WWE crowd starts booing Cody Cena style? Um, I'll probably say after he wins the championship. Then it'll, it'll, yeah. then it'll I don't do think it. it'll be long. I, I think, think it'll be May. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be a couple be months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, was it, so I said that I thought Cody should have came out at the Rumble, dude. If he's our top baby face, he shouldn't have just stood by in the back while those guys getting their That's asses true. kicked, man. That's very was there true. Any, was there anybody trying to get a half-assed Cody chant started during that main event segment? Uh, no, everybody was chanting Rocky. <laughs> 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 that's a, that's actually probably worse than no Cody chance at all, man. Yeah. Okay, they were laying it hard on the Rocky chance, man. Especially where I was sitting. I mean, they were letting the Rocky chance fly, and I was like, yeah. I don't think yeah. so, man. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. All right, Sambro says, Sheena. <clears throat> excuse me. Have you thought about brewing your own natural beer or attempting natural <laughs> alcoholic beverages? No, I haven't. I've, I've brewed kombucha before. That's you the ferment cl- chicken feed. I ferment chicken yeah. feed. So yeah, I ferment chicken feed. I do a lot of ferments around here, but nothing that would be considered like an alcoholic beverage. I mean, kombucha is slightly alcoholic, like, you know, not enough to like get a buzz or anything like that. But um, no, home brewing is like a whole craft in and of itself, dude. I've known yeah. a, a couple of home brewers in my life and they are like hardcore hobbyists. And it's just like, yeah, and it's a lot salute of work. to anybody that does it. Like I, I always appreciate people pursuing their hobbies. I've never tasted a good homebrew beer. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about uh, your own coffee line? Uh, Called it back to a, to a famous episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can have, yeah. Coffee colonics. Yeah. Coffee enemas. Um, well, we don't we don't live in the right climate for growing coffee. But if I did, I would give you some high altitude coffee, and I would totally market it. Like you can drink it from either end. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, Brett Sharo, our newest Foley fan member, Brett Sharo, he says, well, "What's your guys' take on the Powertown figures?" He said, "It's crazy that they actually came out after having those quality control issues with the legs, but it sounds like they're doubling their order, so." I think it's a work, man. I I think this whole doubling their order thing is a work. I think they got the initial prototypes in. They realized, fuck, like these things, like the legs are snapping on them. Mm -hmm. We're going to, these things are going to get delayed three or four months. Let's work it, man. It's wrestling, dude. I always assume everything's a work and proven otherwise. I think they were like, you know what? Let's throw these out there with the major pod guys. We'll let them, you know, get videos of these things snapping and we'll, we'll do the baby face move coming out and saying, Hey, you know what? We're going to get these right. We're not going to give you guys these crappy figures. We're going to get them fixed and get them, but it's going to be a little bit of a delay. So hmm. I'm screaming work, man, that they, and they, uh, they just did this whole video thing just to kind of make up for getting delayed. I mean, are, are you in on these Trey? So like months ago, I don't even remember what it was. You know, when they did their interview on the major pod and that guy was on there talking, uh, I can't remember what his name was. Was it Steve? Maybe, maybe it was Steve. Anyway, he, like I listened to the full thing, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, whatever. And by the end of it, man, just something felt, something felt fishy to me. So I was just he kept was it so real. optimistic, man. It just seemed like un, like he was. There's no way you're gonna meet all these like yeah, goals so and I, timelines. I commented, yeah. I commented on it, and I said, you know, I hope I said I'm with everybody. I hope these come to fruition, but you know, it just seems like I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. Something, something. So I don't remember exactly what I said. Something along those lines. Well, I messaged their their Instagram. And I was like, well, look, I have this channel, you know, I'd be open to reviewing them. If y'all want to send some over, it could probably bring y'all some new customers, you know, you put the word out, whatever. 
I think they read it and didn't reply. So I was like, okay, then, well, Ooh, don't, yeah. Don't. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, then. So were, were the major bros optimistic on them? What were they, were they kind of just like they, playing along so, with the, uh, so, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they're true businessmen. They were skeptical on it until they started being part of the line and then they kind of changed their tune. I mean, I think, they, but they've had kind of the same stance as all the rest of us. Like the figures look great, right? Yeah. The renders look awesome. These are guys that, for the most part, we haven't had in any figure line, sometimes ever, but for the most part, in a long time, we haven't had figures of these guys, and they looked really, really cool, but it just seemed like the, uh, like I said, the timelines and just the the overall, like, I guess, vibe of the line just seemed iffy from the jump, because how many people, or I mean, obviously, we're all psychotic about these wrestling figures, but how many people are really trying to buy, like, a Vern Gagne figure in, yeah. in 2023? True, yeah. And and if you heard the guy on the on the podcast that Trey was referencing, like he's talking about making like the the freaking like Marmalukes and like <laughs> like I said, I've been a hardcore wrestling fan since like 1989. <laughs> he's talking, he was dropping people that I'd never even fucking heard of before, man. They're like, yeah, we're gonna put out multiple figures of these guys, and I'm just like, who is gonna spend money on these? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that it's a leap. And after those video, after like I've seen them in hand and stuff like that, bro. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to judge <laughs> something without having it in hand, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, bro. I'm with you. I don't, when I, they didn't look as good as the prototypes. I thought they looked good enough for me to add them to my collection. If it gives me a chance to add somebody like, like a Luthez or, or like a Vern Gagne, I'll take it. Cause I really like just having like the big variety in my collection, but I, I do agree, man. Like they're not, they don't look as good. They definitely don't look as good as like Mattel figures. And uh, it's probably going to be like, you know, iffy if they look better than the jazz wears. All right. Brett hit us with another question. He says, if they're taking one or both belts off Roman, which is, which is what he thinks should happen. What do you guys see for him after? I personally want him to go away for six months. I'm sure he wouldn't mind the time off. Um, after such a dominant run, I think it would give the people a chance to breathe and really, you know, want to see Roman back again after six months. So. I think the overall story needs to end with him and Jay and Hell in the Cell. That was really kind of where the bloodline story was born when he choked out Jimmy to make Jay say I quit. I think we need to see Jay get the win over Roman in Hell in a Cell. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm curious if anybody else has any uh, any other endpoint they see for the overall bloodline storyline. Yeah. What I- about you, Jordan or Trey? I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I, th- that's one of the things that I was going to say is it's, it's promising or I don't, I don't know if it's promising. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we can't really see the end result. You know, something most of the time in wrestling, it's like, oh yeah, I can see right through to the end goal yep. and it's going to yes. be money and I can picture it. But we're kind of in a state right now where it's like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do next. I have no, like, I don't know what the next step is. And that kind of has me intrigued, but I'm also kind of worried yeah, I, I, I'm with that sentiment 100%. All right, Tony Barker says, if you had to play one retro video game console, what's your pick? Marco, what are you going with? If you only had one console to play retro, uh, what would you what would you choose? Damn, that's a tough one. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm going to go N64 because of all the classics. Yeah, I think I would go Super Nintendo. I think Super Nintendo is probably my my favorite retro console. What about you, Seth? I'm probably going in 64. I feel like I, I love Super Nintendo. PlayStation 2 is up there also, but I feel like N64's got the most uh, replayability. Jordan? Yeah, N64 is hard to beat with all the good wrestling games on it and GoldenEye and Donkey Kong and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Trey? I'm the same as Seth. I feel like it's literally the flip of a coin what day I'm feeling what 
uh, between the PS2 and the, and the N64. Obviously, the N64 is probably the first console that I played growing up, but then the PS2 is just probably the greatest console of all time. When you talk about like game variety, like what you can do and how much yeah. you can play and the amount of games there are. So I don't know. It'd be probably a toss-up between those two, depending on you know what side of the bed I wake up on. <laughs> yeah. NCAA 2004 is on PlayStation 2 also, and I still say that's the greatest football video game ever made. Is that what? That's what you played that's in the college play. dorm room, yep. right? Yeah, yep. that's what. Uh, play it. That was like yeah, when me and Sheena were first started dating. I was like, I'd be ignoring her to play my Miami Hurricanes <laughs> dynasty with like, Ken Dorsey and Willis McGahee. You know, <laughs> as you should. Ken Dorsey's Ken Dorsey's freaking <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Bills now, man. That's how long me and Sheena have been together. <laughs> <laughs> um. That scumbag Alex Eubank says, uh, any, anyone in the crew watch Formula One racing? We relate to the party, but started binge watching Drive to Survive on Netflix and are going to try to follow along with races this season. I would have never entertained it, but this show is done so well. It really gets you invested in the teams, the drivers and the storylines. Give it a shot if you haven't yet. So first off, shout out to Alex. Uh, he organized the the Royal Rumble lottery deal that we had for the show. Uh, you know, anytime you get a little bit of cash in the game, it, it makes it a lot more fun. So thanks Alex for doing that. He has been like, he's an OG Foley fan member. Um, I think since uh, 2019 when the, the Patreon launched. So it was good to see him finally do something to contribute to the group <laughs> after all that time. Um, but uh, no dude, I, I, so I'm definitely not in on formula one. I've been hinting at Sheena, like that we should watch that show. Cause I've heard yeah. it's really good. And I generally, I, I don't like like trashy reality TV, but I do like a really good like basically like a documentary is like a TV show like that style reality TV. I I enjoy it. I know my parents. I was gonna say it's so funny because yeah. you're, that same thing happened to Seth's parents. They started, um, they watching, started Drive watching the Survive, show and, now and then they're they all got, in on Formula One. Oh yeah, we went to their house and they, his mom was like dropping the names of all the the ra- the drivers and stuff like that. She was like, "Oh no, is he okay?" And I was just like, "Wow, dude! Like she knows all the freaking Formula One drivers. Like this is nuts, dude. They were so into it. Any of you guys?" either seen the documentary or watch formula one racing. I have not seen the documentary yet, but I do watch it every now and then. Um, they're doing a race in Vegas in November and they're racing down the Las Vegas strip. So going to be pretty cool. I'll definitely watch that. So, but I, I'm going to watch this documentary. Trey, Marco, either you guys in on formula one or drive to survive or drive to survive. I have not watched drive to survive yet. I actually want to watch that. That's on my uh, saved list. Yeah, Same. maybe we need it. We need to. Maybe it'll give us the push. We've been watching. I've I've really been binging. Um, uh, no reservations recently. We've yeah. been watching that. Like we, and we, we got all the way caught up on Great British Bake Off. Yeah, also. we watched. We watched all the Great British Bake Off, and then we finally. <laughs> Why are you? What's that noise for, Jordan? You know what? It sounds exciting. <laughs> Do you guys watch Last of Us? Do any of you guys watch Wait, Last not of Us? Yet, it's not on yet. The it's list. on our list. Yet, but yeah, we wanted to we wanted to queue a few episodes up in case we wanted to go on a binge. I'd rather just I binge hate, it for the season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. We finished Wednesday. Wednesday was really great. I thought that was, that was, that was a really fun show. So if you haven't checked out Wednesday on Netflix, um, it's an Adam, uh, Adam's family spinoff and it's, it's really good. Mark, Trey, what have you and your wife been watching lately, man? So when we have time to watch something, we've been watching this really cool show called the parent test. Have y'all heard about that? Oh yeah. We saw the, yeah, we saw the preview for that and yeah, so we started, said she would never go on that. Yeah. So yeah. we started watching <laughs> that and like, it's been really fun to like see how other people parent, like, you know, we've been giving our thoughts on it and like, you know, mutually agreeing on stuff and like giving our thoughts on it. So we've been kind of, you know, connecting over that show. But as far as formula one, no, but, um, I used to be, 
like growing up as a kid, man, I was like hardcore NASCAR fan. Like I, I mean, you're from Alabama, yeah, dude. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah you would have been like deported <laughs> if you weren't into NASCAR. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So me and my dad, my brother, we used to be diehard NASCAR fans, but then, you know, it's like once certain guys retire, it's kind of like wrestling, I guess. Like once certain guys retire, it's like, what's the point anymore? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Once Dick Trickle hung up his fire suit, you were out. <laughs> yeah. <that's funny>. <laughs> 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 Jordan, what was you going to say to Marco? I was going to ask Marco or Trey if they've watched uh, Last of Us yet. No, not I'm yet. Not, no. Oh, God, I dude. played the game, man. I played the first game on PS3. It's one of my favorite video games I've ever played, mm-hmm. and I was I'm always excited anytime I hear that there's actually like a decent video game to like you know TV or film adaptation because it. They've traditionally been like dog shit. We'll try. We'll, uh, Seth and I will try to watch it and get caught up on all the episodes before you guys get out here for Mania Weekend, so we can discuss. The only thing I was gonna say is like the first two episodes were just phenomenal, and the third episode is just like an emotional train wreck that I wasn't ready for. <laughs> I heard that. So that's what I heard because I've been spoilers. I've been keeping up with the. Coverage There's no spoilers. I heard the third. I heard the third episode is the one that like sets the hook where like you're gonna be watching the show like until the end of it. Yeah, wow. we, I watched it on Monday night, and I'm just like. Oh my god, dude! I was not ready for this. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even text me your crying face. That's I what Jordan that's and I. I was, whenever I was we hoping have you guys were watching it so I could get Sheena's crying face. Yeah. We we haven't started yet. We made the conscious decision to wait until the you know the season's either done or what we'll probably do is wait until the second like the the second to last episode, then watch everything, and then watch the season finale live. Man, that's kind of my uh, game plan for it. Uh, we got any more questions, Sheen? That wraps up listener mail. All right. Remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. All right. Before we get into trivia, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren over at Pod Foundation. You can follow all our individual shows from there. And all of our links to all of our partners and our Facebook group and everything that we've referenced today is at chickfoley.com. All right, Trey, remind everyone where they can find you at. So on Instagram, it's at my damn toys, all connected, no underscores or anything like that. Twitter, same deal. Just search my damn toys on YouTube and TikTok. It's all all the same. All right, it is. Uh, we are closing in on a hundred and twenty three minutes on this episode. Thanks for everybody that listened to the whole thing. I know a lot of you guys probably fast forwarded straight to this segment to see if <laughs> I am going to get my oh. eighth straight trivia question correct trey uh, i don't know if you i don't know if you how religious you are i'm listening to the show man but i you know we kind of me and jordan and marco got a uh, competition going with tina hitting us with these these brain busters man and i, I got the current record going i've, I've hit eight yeah they're from like a trivia the trivia game like, they're from like- the the 1997 wwe trivia game the one that had the rookie cards for rock and steve austin in it okay. uh and yeah i'm, I'm on a, a record setting uh seven seven question streak right now sheena says she's got a, a banger for this me tonight doozy. yeah guys you know how i'm normally like i think seth's gonna get it this is right in his what like what color you know, did brett wheelhouse. hart wear in 1997 <laughs> <laughs> all right hit it sheen all right in 1987 God. 1987 Survivor Series. Okay. What tag team eliminated the Dream Team? Dude. Mania 3, November. <laughs> this is straight up just a, a shot in the dark, educated guess. I'm going to say the British Bulldogs. And oh, yeah. Finally. <laughs> Damn. Oh. The correct answer is Young Stallions. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, right, well, Seth got a hard question that wasn't yeah, right. I hope, right. I hope you guys enjoyed Trey on the show. This will be the last time he ever appears. <laughs> I can only assume that he brought some sort of bad juju with him. 
to end the streak. <laughs> so I'll have to go back in the archives to see who's up next. If it's going to be Jordan or Marco up next on the questions, I can't remember who yeah. uh, who was up. When we when me. I pulled that card today, and then we we did the randomizer, and it came up on four. I was like, oh, 1987. Yes, young Stallion across my mind, dude. I was thinking the Bulldogs just because the Bulldogs fought the Dream Team at WrestleMania two, and then I was thinking maybe Strike Force just because they were like the next top babyface team in '87. But yeah, the Young Stallions. That's a deep cut, man. So I don't even remember who that was. I know it was like. Let's look it up. We got it. We got our Google machine. Yeah. Who was who quick. was the Young Stallions, man? I think maybe Paul Roma. Was Paul Roma a member of member the Young Stallions, Jordan? <laughs> Isn't it like, <laughs> like Yeah, it's Paul Greg. Roma and Jim Powers. It's like yeah. Greg Valentine. Jim Powers and Paul Roma. Yeah. Yeah. Gre- yeah. So Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake were the dream team. Who what, what was it, Sheen? It was Jim Powers and Paul Roma. Yep. Yeah. yeah, see, I didn't. I can't even remember Jim Powers being. I remember Paul. I vaguely remember Paul Roma. They being were only it. in. They were um, nineteen eighty seven to eighty nine. So. Well, so the, yeah, and they were like the like the dollar store version of the the Strike Force. Man. Yeah, like Strike Force was really good, and then they had these other two random white guys who were like knockoff version. But what a <laughs> all right, cool. Well, Sheena, hit us with the uh, closing thoughts, man, and we'll wrap this thing up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with me tonight. As I had my uh, my flu game performance, it kind of it kind of escalated throughout. It's gotten the worse as it's, it's gone on. Yeah. So the make these make these last thoughts quick. <laughs> so I just wanted to thank Trey again for coming on. Uh, you're always welcome here on the Chick Foley Show. We love my damn toys, um, and uh, I hope you guys all have a great week. And we'll see your ass at Elimination Chamber. <laughs>